What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Normally, we talk about current affairs, but today is one of those special episodes, Terence. Yeah, we are super humbled. Super, super, super humbled. Super humbled. To be in the presence of a multi-hyphenate. Yeah. And what, what, what are the words that he's, we're going to hyphenate? He's a producer. He's an actor. He's an entrepreneur. He's also, I think, six feet tall. <laughs> right. He yes. is, right? Mr. Six Feet Tall. Mr. Yeah. Six Feet Tall. <laughs> yes. And he is none other than Mr. Andy Chen. Woo. What's oh, up? Guys. Welcome wow, that to- is like the best intro I've had. Oh, ever. really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that sounded like... I, I need to take that clip and like use it everywhere. And are you six foot tall? You are, right? I, I am six, six foot tall. Six yeah, every time I see the, you. On the, on, the, on the spot. On the spot, yeah, uh. on the spot. You know, when I was young, right? I was so fucking tall when I was primary one, primary two, primary three. Like I was the tallest in the whole batch. Oh, wow. Mm. And I used to compare my height records with my older brother and I used to beat him all the way and I was on track to become six foot. Then like primary five, I stopped growing. Who, how do you know you're on track to become six foot? Who even knows that? When because you're... rate of growth. Rate, rate, of, of, growth. rate of growth <laughs> and, and extrapolation. It. Like I, yeah. I had high hopes because even my cousins who were six foot, I was taller than them at their high age. High hopes. To yeah, high hopes. <laughs> and I used to beat everyone at arm wrestling. Primary wow. one, primary two, primary three. Wow. And then I just got trashed every every time after wow. that. Like. Mm. Wow. Life. I was, life. Yeah, That's exactly. Life. I was one of those early, 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 early boomers. Birds, like, early boomers. Like. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, but but that means uh yeah Andy is one of the few with the height privilege exactly in our society height I, privilege I, I, opposite to you I was super small you were one of those super people, short la. all the way until I was fifth, fourteen uh-huh. I had a crush on a girl I was one five three okay, yeah okay. sec two then the girl was one six eight okay oh. by the time we were sec four I was like twelve cm taller than her wow every year I was growing like ten. 11 centimeters. But then the question oh. is, did you actually go out? I still feel la, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so to those you, height, you. height is height does not matter at all. Yeah. yeah. Height, yeah. height, height does, does not matter. Not matter. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. Like, you were one of those people like, who I used to be taller than then just shot past me. Like. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yes. I mean we're not we're not here necessarily just to talk about his physical Oh yeah, like, true. Features, like. I think Harish, don't be so superficial. <laughs> um we're here because Andy, I mean actually okay, can you tell people uh, what you're back in Singapore for? Because I think the from most people know that Andy uh, moved to Taiwan with his family quite mm. a while back, and uh, now he's back in Singapore for uh, various reasons. Uh. Mm. And what, what, why? why uh? uh, I mean, Singapore's my home, So mm. I'm coming home, lah. In a way, uh, see my family mm. and spend time with my family. But work-wise, I'm here because uh, I had. Uh, I have a movie that is out in the cinemas right now. So mm. I think we are still able to watch it. There's a yes. last few screenings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a late check, night yeah. ride. Mm-hmm. So please do go and watch it. And then um, I launched my... Okay, I'm not launched, but I'm I'm going public with my company, letting people know that I'm, I'm having a blockchain gaming company, mm-hmm. Freedom Nation. And I'm also shooting a Channel 8 uh, drama that mm. starts... The filming starts tomorrow. So that's... I'll, I'll be here for a couple of months. I wow. see. So, so yeah. you went through the whole uh, quarantine thing and when you came back to Singapore. In Singapore, no quarantine from, oh, no quarantine from Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, from, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So like we, I took about six hours for the PCR test to, to come back negative, then I'm free. Mm. Uh, yeah. But heading back to Taiwan, that's another, that's another story. Another story yeah. So, yeah. so maybe like um, just a higher level summary of your career. When did you, when did you enter acting uh, when do you become an actor not sure if there's a higher level <laughs> explanation of my career or quite low level uh, so uh, how modest. did I enter I enter okay I 
if we go way back, I, I actually started acting when I was 11. Uh-huh. Uh, I really wanted to be an actor when I was 11. And then I started with a, like a TCS, you know, TCS yeah. acting, children's acting class yeah. course, which was very expensive, by the way. And then, but after that, then they got me for some kids show. La. I mean, mm. you guys are old enough to know TCS. Like, Hippo and Friends. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah I was in Hippo and Friends. Wow. I see. You're I like see. the British Spears of Singapore. La. Justin Timberlake. Uh, just, uh, Justin Timberlake. I'm like one of those, <laughs> but the forgotten ones. La. Like, I never gotten popular. Yeah. So uh, that, that started the whole thing. Then eventually, I. Uh, I got in Star Search. Huh? So Star Search, uh-huh. then that was my first, I think it's my first full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then it has been my only full-time job so far un- until until now. So mm-hmm. then I started acting and then uh, I started to work in Malaysia and Taiwan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that basically sums it up. And, yeah. and we met for the first time, what, like four years ago? <sighs> yes. Yeah, our, our, our paths... Our paths wouldn't necessarily look like they would cross, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, I think I, that, that's why I would give credit to Andy on his part because I think he was the one who, besides just doing his day job acting, he also really started to look at social media mm. and to really examine what kind of opportunities there could be from it. Yeah. Um, I, I know you tried various various things. Mm. Uh, and failed miserably. No, but, but I mean, but interesting to just hear what... <laughs> What are the different uh, things that you you try? I know like there's a family mm. YouTube channel and things, but yep. what 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 do you try on social media that, uh, that do you remember most close uh, fondly or what? Honestly speaking, I'm not that smart, la. So like I I'm just smart enough to like see like this is not nothing. Like mm. social media is it's gonna be something, you know. Yeah. And I see um like younger younger YouTubers and social media people coming out, and I look at their content, and at that time people were like. Pfft, this was years before all yeah. every celebrity had an Instagram, yes. every celebrity mm. had a YouTube yes. channel. This that's why I credit him as as uh, having a bit more foresight than the the average uh, actor and actress. So that was what year? That was what year when when it can't remember. Like, it was probably probably 10, 10 years ago, roughly ten. So twenty eleven. Oh, so you already then. you already spotted something la. Yeah, I knew that it was something la, But it was very hard because I, I was in a very um, energy sapping and, and it takes out all my commitment like being a channel actor it's mm. very very all consuming so I could only look at it from when wherever I can whatever free time I can which was mm. not a lot yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean I saw something there and then I knew like yes right now the at that point of time most of the content is not super great but there is a lot of potential and I see when I see people I think that time like Noah Noah right? yeah. No, no, Noah, yeah. Noah, Noah yeah. was already doing stuff on YouTube, YouTube, and, YouTube right. and I was like wow you know these people are actually very creative like they are it's a bit raw the way they, they are doing it because they are yeah. not they are not trained like professionally right but you can see the creativity behind everything and I was very interested and mm. I also saw the attention they were uh, getting and mm. I thought like hey you know like this this is something and I wanted to understand it more that was the only thing I was trying to do mm. just to understand it more not like oh I want to be a social media person, and, or and, yeah. and yeah. at that point in time, you were already acting full time, full time, and and you were multiple TV shows. You were signed with MediaCorp. Yes, so I was doing I like between three to four TV series a year. I see. Yeah, so I you see. were you were you by by all accounts you had made it as an actor in <sighs> Singapore already. I mean, I've not even made it as an actor now, lah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, as but in, <laughs> by 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 I was doing it professionally, you and I was being paid professionally yeah, to do yeah, it, yeah. So I was okay yeah. i didn't have to look for other sources of income or attention la. that's mm. yeah, way, yeah, right? yeah. so yes but i, I i'm just cu- curious la. i'm mm. curious right because i think i didn't know at that point of time but 
I I am a bit clearer now that I'm a bit like sixty percent creative and forty percent like logical mm. and and so when I I was there was a part of me that wanted to know the macro picture mm. as much as I was just doing one slice of it right I wanted yeah. to see clearly what was happening in the broader picture so I think that was my motivation to just try try things uh, try mm. things and I knew like all my eggs were in one basket right mm. so what if like media cop like say oh bye bye Andy. Mm. What's, what's mm. next right so I, I needed to also understand it I knew I wanted to be in the space and I will not leave this space but I wanted yeah. to just see what was available and not much was available in Singapore mm. then even now right yeah, so, yeah. so yeah so that was my motivation so, so what were your peers saying when you were were you like that one crazy person saying you guys social media guys just yeah. Facebook and they were like Andy just shut up yeah, yeah, like Andy the loser, basically. <laughs> yeah, loser, I mean, at that time, it was, I tell you, the culture was very weird. One, it's like anything but us is like low class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like you have Instagram, where before the Instagram, it's like, huh, you're doing Instagram posting regularly, like, mm, loser. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, 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 really yeah, like that was the, the connotation. La. Like people kind of knew it. La. Then it's got more and more popular. I mean, mm. even now it, it, it exists, right? Like, mm. like we are like, oh, we are actors, you know, mm. we are celebrities. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah, but you have like 20,000 followers and she has like 2 million. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but there's, there's something there, right? But they, they th- th- that's not the way they see it. That's not see. Basic, yeah. but, but, but back then, one interesting thing was that uh, even your, you did a family YouTube channel as well. Mm. So you had, uh, you know, your your kids and and I mean your your wife also was yeah. an actress as well. Uh. Yes. So it was probably like I think the first family uh, YouTube uh, oh. creators in from Singapore. I would think. Actually, you're right. Yeah, I don't. You can you think of any others? Mm. I mean, yeah. other than NOC, like NOC, the one is like, one different kind of family. Different kind of family. Different kind of family. Different kind of family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not family already, lah. So, yeah. 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 But but yeah. So no, now it's real family because all family dysfunctional. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's a real family. Stem of stem of thing yeah. dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a real family. Real family. But but what what was there was there that uh that stress of you know, putting your whole family on social media and all these things. Honestly speaking, I was just a dumbass. Like, I'm always very stupid. But I always work on, like I just wanted to move forward. I think mm. that's a recurring theme in my life. I just want to move forward. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really care about looking stupid or I don't really care about like people's judgment. Yeah, like yeah. it affects me, but not enough to stop me from mm. making more stupid decisions. No, so, so that's so, like yeah. super interesting uh, because uh, I realized like, if I remember correctly, uh, my first impression of you as a actor and all that was that you were a bad boy bad boy like kind of in media cop kind of thing like. <laughs> correct me if, correct me <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean and, but but then over the years you know it's been built up to you know the family guy and, and you know mm. the, the, the dad and everything but still very much uh, you know you're doing a lot of different things and you're really putting yourself and your emotions out there I think like most recently you even talked about uh, how being in Taiwan you know alone and, and mm. very frustrated with just having to take care of the, the kids alone while your wife was in Singapore. Mm. So, it, it, the, the, do you think that social media um, was made for, for you know, someone like you, you know, who's very open about your emotions and you you are open to, to coming out and telling people your good days and your bad days as well? Maybe that's why you, you had such foresight in like putting I, yourself out there. I think I basically, I've gotten myself to this point whereby it's like, I almost don't have a choice anymore. Mm. Okay, you always have a choice, lah. But it's like I'm already Once like halfway through the plank, right? Mm. So mm. I either take the there's no going back, full stop. Yeah. So I either stay here, yeah, or I just like double down and, and keep walking, lah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, honestly speaking, at this point of time, at my age and my maturity, I, I if I can afford it, I I would 
like cut everything off. Uh. I would just mm. not be on, on social, social media. media I would not be public at all. Okay. I oh. might, might, might. Actually, that is... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. Uh, honestly mm. speaking. Uh, wow, can I be so honest? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of fame anymore at, at all. Okay. Instead, like probably the opposite of it. Why? Uh? I hate it. Uh. I mean, I've been... I feel very... Okay, first of all, I can't say misunderstood because I, there was a lot of element of me that's trying to get a lot of approval and attention and everything mm, in the past. Mm. And I, if you wanted that, there's a price to pay, right? Yeah. And now I'm, when I pay the price, then I'm like, actually, I don't, I, I don't want to pay the price. Mm. So that's how I'm feeling now. Like, actually, I don't want to pay the price. But it's a bit too late like, in a way. But yeah. I also recognize that there are perks and mm. there are things we enjoy from being a public figure and being so open about it. So um, a part of me that's like, if I'm going to be public about it, then I want to be public about it for both my ups and my downs and mm, my whole journey mm. and everything, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at any point of time where I feel like I don't want to share anymore, yeah. then it will be there will be nothing. Mm. There will be nothing. So that means yeah. now what you're saying is that there's still part of you that that is okay to share stuff. Yes, I mean I feel there is value. Uh, there's value. First of all, I mean in a very practical sense. There, uh, there is this leverage perspective, right? Of like. Mm people knowing me, trusting me, yeah. and then uh, uh, seeing what I'm doing, giving the attention that, that, that and that has a lot of perks and uh, yeah. attached to it. And, and I'm, I'm enjoying those perks right now. So, mm. so I, and I need those perks to basically keep moving forward. Right. Mm. And, and there is also the relationship of me and the people that are following me through the years. And there's a relationship that I, I can't really bear to cut off mm. immediately also. So that's yeah. another element. Um, yeah, those are the two main things that are are keeping me going la, in, mm. in, in that space. Mm. So, okay, mm. the third one is that uh, it's the same thing as the leverage, but having a a, a popularity counter, which is like uh, uh, Facebook, everything, yeah. it helps you secure better jobs. That's true, that's true. Right, mm. so as an actor, it's almost like you kind of need it until, uh, until you get to the level of like Daniel Day-Lewis. Where then, you, don't, you can go cut wood in between your exactly, film and all. Exactly, exactly, right. and that's my goal. That, oh, that's, that's your goal, goal. Uh, yes 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 just build have a cabin Pulau Ubin yeah, exactly, or something like that exactly yeah. like just like you don't know where I am in the world but if if a show comes up there's one person they want like, exactly give right. me give me uh, like six months to prep yeah. like don't tell me like we're shooting next month like not gonna happen yeah. Yeah. give me six months a year to prep then if I take the script I'll take that year to prep it yeah. then I'll come on set shoot it for three months then I go back to you don't know yeah. where yeah. so that's that's, <laughs> that's my the, that's my dream la. that's, that's my dream, dream of course I'm still very far away from, from yeah. that but I think that kind of life would suit me very well. Okay. But you have to be very rich and mm. comfortable and everything to be able to do that, which I'm not there yet. La. Sorry, mm. just to go back a little bit. Uh, you were saying about the price that has to be paid as being a, a public figure. Mm. Uh, can you just elaborate a bit? Because I think a lot of people, like even we talk about NOC and all that, they say, oh, we want our privacy to, to do our things. But at the same time, yeah, la, there's a lot yeah. of benefits from being a public figure and yes. all this. So what exactly, just for people who, who don't, aren't in the space and maybe don't really know the realities of it. Like, what, what do you mean by the price to pay for being a public figure? Mm. Like any, any concrete examples? Uh? Yes. Actually, it's just whatever decision you make, right? You you are always wrong. Uh. There's no winning, mm. right? Mm. And also, so that's one thing. I'll elaborate on that later. But at, at, in the, with the same extension, in real life even, on a daily day-to-day -day basis, right? whatever arguments or conflict you get into right, you you always you will always lose full stop there's no winning on mm. if you mm. if you, oh, you mean arguments online la. online or offline okay. Yeah, okay both la. so two 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 factors right so i'll yeah. elaborate on the offline part yeah, first right? yeah, yeah. so for example if i walk on the street right and someone bump into me mm. then it's like hey, why bump into me 
Then I was like, wait, I, you know, you, you bump into me. Then no, you, I, I, I'm gonna, what am I gonna do? Mm. Am I gonna argue with him? Mm. If I argue with him, I lose. Yeah. If I don't argue with him, I feel like shit. Yeah. I also lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lose. Uh, Regardless, I lose. I always lose. So I always have that. I always know that wherever I do, whatever I do, I'm always watched. losing. I yeah. always lose. So I cannot get into anything. I cannot do anything. Basically, my hands and legs are tight. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So that you can imagine living with that. That's not a fun, fun way to live your life. Yeah. It's a horrible way to live your life. So yeah, so that's one. So online it's it's the same thing, but like on steroids. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean yeah. they can't get to you physically, but they can get to you mentally. Like. For example, mm. a great example is like I moved to Taiwan, correct? Yeah. And and as a friend, it would be like, oh great, your decision, right? Good, good for you. Like you want to mm. try, you want to take risks, you want to take everything. Like you can like it or not like it, but in a way you're like, good for you. Online is not like that. It's like, oh, why? Mm. Singapore not good enough for you? Uh, it's like, oh, the education system is not good. You want kids to study in, in uh, yeah. another place? You're like, oh, wow, your wife, uh, why she, uh, uh, wow, she really, uh, you, you are tamed by your wife. You yeah. know, like she's Taiwanese. That's why you're going to Taiwan. And this is just like the the surface of the iceberg. Right? Really, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, we are, I was, I mean, I w- we are dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. And mm. now like, I mean, yes, we try not to let it get, get to you. Yeah. But, but it, is it really humanly possible not yeah. to? It's it's very hard, especially when you yourself are not so sure. Mm. You don't make decision knowing like, oh, I'm gonna win. Uh, this is gonna work out. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna pan out. I don't know if yeah. it's a good decision. I was when I was in Taiwan. I was thinking almost every day like, oh, did I just make like a worst choice of my mm. life? Did I just ruin my kid's life? And yeah, and then with all these comments, uh, like that's that's the state. That's the price you have to pay. Basically, mm. that's the price you have to pay on, on a day to day basis, scru- which is not fun. And I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to pay that. Price. And and it's tough to not read the comments also, lah. Right? Mm. You, I mean, I I already I have two phones, uh, basically, right? So one phone, this phone has nothing. Uh, only mm. my wife and my parents and my brothers can get me here. And us, lah. And, and, and us, and us also. Yes, <laughs> and, and you all, yes, that's right. <laughs> So like no, I'm no, gonna try and call you now. I see whether it rings. <laughs> don't don't don't. Let's not put us in that spot. <laughs> yeah. So basically, to just to keep my sanity. Yeah. So sure. like my IG, Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, even everything is on on oh. different. So this one is like meditation for now, almost like. Okay. So that's why I only hold this here right now. The, oh. the rest is like in my bag. I don't touch it. I don't think about it. But because of work, right? I need to check my socials. I need yeah. to check my email. I need to check my WhatsApp. Mm. And then once you get into contact with them, there's no running away from reading all this stuff. Yeah. There's no running away. Yeah. yeah. And then they can see your last online, you know, on Instagram, they can see whether you're, they've, you've seen their messages and all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, like WhatsApp. Yes. Like, but I mean, my friends that are on WhatsApp, they already know that I'm not, I'm not going to reply them in the next 10 minutes. That's mm. not going to happen. But like, um, social media wise I also try and reply because there are also people you care about there are yeah. also people friends there are also fans that are supportive and loyal for a long time and yeah. you want to talk to those people as well but how do you filter away the people that you don't like I mean honestly those people that are just negative I block them immediately yeah. mm-hmm. but the, the rate of me blocking and the rate of new toxic people coming in is like I, mm-hmm. I can't like there's no way I can match the, that rate so so then why why did you go to Taiwan like what mm. made you want to leave Singapore so, Aside from the better education there and all that, like, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's what you think, Arash. Oh wow, I I I I, I, no, can't I was, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the I that, was but. the one commenting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, for me, it's just getting out of my comfort zone, mm, uh, That's mm. like the the main thing. The, the good thing about Singapore is that, um, relatively speaking, we have a lot of opportunities for actors, right? And I'm mm. lucky enough to be in the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, uh, circle and once yeah. you're in the mainstream circle you are more or less you have jobs la, right yep. so yep. 
I know I'm very fortunate and I'm not taking that for granted, but it's just very comfortable. After a while, you go on set, right? You step on a new set, but you know everybody already, mm. right? And like, everybody's going to give you leeway, mm. you know? And I, and there was an, I remember one incident. Okay, so I actually tried Taiwan eight, nine years ago already. Once mm. I failed, I came back and now I'm doing it again. Yeah. So at that time, I remember the trigger point was that like a director or someone was telling me, like, oh, Andy, that was a great scene, good job and everything, right? And, and in the past, I would be very proud about that. Mm. And then as I got more and more used to sh- filming, right, my prep work just got less and less and less. La. So if I was oh. prepping at 100%, right, by, by that point, I was prepping at 10%, I right? See, I see. And then the same director told me the exact same thing. In like, good job, Andy. Like, that, that was a great, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Good job, good job. That was a great, great scene. Like, I really liked it. I, really liked it. I see you put in our work. Then I was... Uh, Oh shit! Yeah, oh, so in my shit. mind, yeah, right. So like hundred percent, ten percent is is the same. I I got the same feedback. Uh. Then, I it just dawned on me like, wow, I I can't I can't stay stay. I'm 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 doing the same thing over and over again. I'm not yeah. growing at all, uh. Yeah, I already know it like, in my heart. Uh. So so that so things like that, I I just felt like I needed to challenge myself to put oh. myself in a different position, be it like twice the uh, like half the pay and five times the work but mm. <laughs> wait but, just yeah. question do you do yeah. you confront the director about his his statement why I mean he's praising me I mean what is that? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean he came from a good place it's not yeah. like he was malicious yeah. or anything but it was just yeah. that revelation that like oh this is what is necessary this, just just at this level it's enough already like oh, you're mm. gonna be okay like that and that's that's not that's not who I am, lah. So I, I just wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. So when you say not who you are, and mm. you mentioned a few times on separate occasions just now, you want to move forward. Mm. Like, what is this obsession with moving forward, oh, Andy? Shit. Mm. I, I, yeah. I Why you I cannot just be stagnant and be happy with your what you have? Content. Honestly, yeah. as I the older I am, right? Yeah. Like that's almost a desire. Like I like, like Andy. Can you? Like just be okay already. <laughs> oh, it's a self. Yeah, like I'm asking myself on a day to day basis, like, hey, Andy, like, like enough already or not? <laughs> like, can you like stop? Like, like, yeah. What? What? Why? Why? Why do you need to keep going? It's it's not healthy, lah. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy, and I'm asking myself that quite often, like, Especially when I'm, I'm now, I'm just like moving out of a very dark phase, right? So yeah. this is actually the period where you ask that question the most. But after a while, mm. like six months after, one month after, when I'm in a good place and everything, then you're like. Hey, maybe I can. <laughs> you know, uh, like, something. maybe let's white Canada next, ah. Huh? Well, let's one, you know. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's this cycle, lah. But I think I will get to a point whereby I will just be at peace and like really, really okay. I can feel now when I was twenty and now, this this desire to to just keep moving forward it has has gotten weaker, lah. Which mm. I think is a good thing. So so, yeah. but when you say move forward, what is what is move forward? What are you moving towards? I just want to be like better like mm. better at my craft um a clearer thinker yeah mm. um, and craft craft meaning acting acting, right? acting. Yeah, okay. yeah, acting so when i say craft i mean acting yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so acting and then um also like have a clearer thinker also mm. surround myself with people that i really admire and and like when i work with them i'm like oh I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky, you know, mm. I'm working with this person, like, oh my god, mm. so smart, so smart, so creative, so creative, so mm. I also want to get to that, one. like, just, yeah, like, I mean, I, I can't really, I can't really, mm. well, you guys are putting me on the spot, <laughs> I, I just feel <laughs> like there's more, like, I have more, I have my, I still have untapped potential, and if I don't yeah. see it through, like, then, wasted, right, mm. yeah, but I know I'm not there yet, mm. so I, I, I do think 
I do think I eventually will get to a point where but like, you know, Andy, I think this is all you have. You're, you're just mediocre. Then like, can't really. Yeah, you're okay. Mm. I, I think I will get there. Yeah. But is this something that you talk to your family about, your friends about, or is it just more internal, internal dialogue? I think my brothers, I have two brothers now, uh, and Adam, you just saw, and, yeah. and Ashley, we, we talk about things like that um, on a regular basis. Uh, basically, reflection analysis of our of ourselves. But it's not something you can bring up to like friends. are very like, weird. Hey, right? Andy, how are yeah. you? You know, I've been thinking, <laughs> yeah. am I enough? Uh, am I enough? <laughs> have I fulfilled my potential? No, but, but, but that also all ties into what I was saying earlier about uh, like, you, you sort of like, every few years seem to be almost reinventing uh, your your skill set, right? Mm. Whether it was social media and then moving to a different place and all. Uh, I mean, even we'll, we'll come to that later and even yeah. now your business and even everything. Even when we, we met him, it was on a podcast kind of thing that he started. Yeah, correct, correct. Right. So YouTube, uh, you, were doing, you guys YouTube were mentoring a YouTube yeah, 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 workshop yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was one of the students. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was a bit like, yeah, I'm like, this guy's a legit actor. How come he's here learning? How <laughs> yeah, the rest are like young kids. Yeah. Uh, then I'm like, this is like old uncle. Yeah. Like, what is doing here? <laughs> like, what is this guy doing here? But yeah, yeah I respect the fact that you came for this workshop that, yeah, we were teaching like okay, how to start YouTube, and you were there. He and was doing Skills Future before Skills Future. Oh, Lord, that's right. He had the foresight. <laughs> upskilling, upskilling. Yeah. Before Wait, is that a plug? Yeah, you paid by Skills Future. <laughs> Brought to you by Skills Future. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then you started a, a long form conversation uh, YouTube channel, yes. right? Mm. Yeah. Where you invited guests, which. I think in some way that was also kind of ahead of its time because yeah. now everybody's doing it. Mm. Even MediaCorp mm. has those shows. Yeah. But you did it back then and yeah, looking back, I was like, oh shit. And and thankfully, I mean, you also had us on as guests and I remember meeting you, I was like, yes. hey shit, this guy's doing something cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so you were saying? No, yeah, yeah. So I, I was saying that, that uh, why, why I guess, I'm guessing Harish is asking the questions because you're like in Singapore, everyone sort of, uh, you know, in your 30s or what, you get comfortable with where you are. Uh, moving to another country, huh? You know, someone like, with kids, with kids, and then <sighs> yeah. change education system. Totally underestimated the element. Mm. <laughs> and then even being, even being, uh, taking care of your kids yeah. while they went Taiwan for uh, alone, right? For a while, almost being yes. like a single parent for yes. for quite a while. Yeah. How was that experience? Uh, being in a different country and taking care of your kids. That was like, how I got into depression, basically. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke, no joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. This last year has been rough, uh. I mean, I'm gonna mm. be honest. Like, um, I'm not. I'm I'm not great at it lah. Uh, mm. That's all I can say. So the, I mean, the, you mean taking care of kids, taking care oh, okay. of two kids and being okay. in a foreign place on my own. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I'm 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 not great at that lah. So it it got to a point whereby and and my relationship with my wife at that time was a bit strained because financially we were very strained. Mm. And okay, so long story short, the situation is that like I underestimated how much the whole move and everything's gonna cost, mm. and I also overestimated like how we can sustain our income every mm. month, right? Mm. Uh, a huge part of it due to COVID and COVID, how yeah, long yeah. it actually was. Because so, you left for Taiwan when? When COVID, uh, roughly uh, June last year. So during uh, COVID when was yes. when you decided? Yes, okay. yes during yeah, COVID yeah. when I decided. So I decided that because my, my son was going to turn primary one. I didn't want him to do primary one in two different countries. La. So mm. if, he do it, if, he, if he waited for another year, then he would have done primary one in Singapore. Then he had to do mm. primary two yeah, in Taiwan. Okay. That's going to be very rough on him. So mm. that's my top priority. Don't affect the kids, right? So we decided that let's rush it and, and so mm. that he can have a smoother trans transition and we will have the rougher transition line. That's yeah. fine, we're adults, right? So, but then I, like I said, I underestimated like how difficult and how much it's going to cost. Mm. And I overestimated 
how much income I can make during this transition period. Mm-hmm. So eventually my, my wife got like insecure. La. She feel like, like okay, I, cannot, I, I want to go back in Singapore and make money. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, actually we, we can, la, you know, just rough it out a bit more. Then yeah, I mean, the, the bank statement not looking fantastic, but I think can. La. Then she's like, no, 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 cannot, cannot. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to, I, I must, I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Then no income no talk lah, right uh, yeah, yeah. it's like a man without balls right like yeah, yeah. I, okay lah, you go lah. so that's the situation and that's how i got into a single parent situation lah. so mm-hmm. my i can't leave because I, my my career is starting to move forward in, in taiwan, taiwan right so i'm yeah. setting up like with producers i'm talking to my uh now agency and and stuff like that so a lot of setting up a lot of prepping work I, if i leave it's with the stay home notice it's like one month plus one week of quarantine mm, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have that luxury right but Correct. so my wife decided to do it so I'm in Taiwan taking care of my kids on my own and I'm not familiar with the way they run their systems and everything. So uh, that was difficult. Long. So I, I got into uh, like a, a bout of depression. Um, actually twice. So two bouts of depression throughout these nine months. Mm, yeah. mm. But you that means you didn't have any uh, help from family or friends okay. during that period. To be, f- uh, to be fair, I, I did have help from my wife's mother, mm. uh, my mother-in-law la, and, and uh, my sister-in-law. But yeah, yeah. in a more... Like if I have time, I help kind of basis mm. So primarily, I'm the care care mm. caregiver, yeah. and and no helper. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. no helper, and then basically I have to do the everything like the the chores, the taking care of the kids, making sure they're eating yeah. their meals, making sure they're doing their homework. So basically, I'm the I'm the single while parent building your while, while building my career. So yeah. is there is there a difference between how parents bring up children in Singapore versus in Taiwan? Such that it was this gap that you didn't read know about. Mm. What was the big difference? I, I think there was two gaps. So the one gap is my personal gap because I'm a mm. Singaporean boy. Right? I was brought up by a domestic helper. Right. Uh, so like, yeah. huh, how, how to wash my own clothes? Like, huh, how do what? <laughs> like, huh, what do you mean? Like iron? What iron? Yeah, I, I don't know any of those stuff. <laughs> oh, like, you know, I, you just chose to learn those skills when you're having two kids and in another country. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I needed to, oh, to make sure. Like, then like, oh, the, their clothes got stained. How? How? Uh, <laughs> you know, Yo, you want me to act this complicated scene with this movement? Yeah, can okay, no problem. La. How to remove this stain from soy sauce? Ah, <laughs> wow, uh, Google like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I go back, scrub, try and put. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not good at it. I'm just horrible at it. Uh, okay, so that, okay. that was the. You said there was one gap. La, then the, that was a huge gap. Right, huge so okay, that's the first gap, first right? Gap, so yeah. my, my own inability. Mm. That's one gap. The second gap is that there is no helper. La. Mm. So there's zero help with all the chores and yeah. everything. And financially, we are tight. I so see, it's not see. like I'm going to like. Come, come. Mm, like someone mm, come mm. and do this. I pay you. Like so okay, okay. do everything so myself. In Taiwan, they don't have. They don't. They don't. They don't have. Uh, they do have domestic helpers, but you first of all very expensive. Second of all, you can only hire them if you have if you f- fulfill certain requirements. For example, like you have a handicap at home, or your oh. parents like really, really critically ill, see, or something like that. It's not, not like like oh, because I need both parents need to work. Then <laughs> I see. No, see. No, that's not a reason. Yeah. Wow. But then, how were your kids coping? How well were my kids coping? Yeah. Mm. They were fine. <laughs> they were like, right, well, well, okay, well, very okay. good. Okay, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, so in a way, yeah. I, I'm proud of that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I felt I did a pretty decent job, lah, given mm. the qualification, my qualifications. Yeah. Like, they're happy. They are, their studies were no problem. They transited from English mm. to writing traditional Chinese and everything. And I felt like I'm very proud of what I've accomplished. Lah. Yeah. 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 And then that was, the, that was, but to my wife, is like, Huh? So easy, why? What are you talking about? <laughs> to her, it's second nature. I know, it? I know. Yeah. I, I totally know. Yeah, right. Mean, so yeah. like, then I don't get any any sort sort of <laughs> yeah. like appreciation from her side, like, Which yeah, was yeah. A, which the reason why our relationship was strained at the time because yeah. she was in Singapore working, right? Yeah. And she was miserable, 
at night she couldn't sleep. Oh, she missed the parents, kids. thinking of the kids, oh. like worried. Then like every day have to work and she doesn't oh, really- Oh, because her parents are in Taiwan, right? No, I mean, she's oh. been in Singapore for a long time. Oh, okay, But okay, okay. it's that she's away from us. Ah, like, away from I, us, like, we are the, the core family, basically, yeah, yeah, right? So yeah. she's away from core family and she's miserable. And in my mind, I'm like, huh, wait, you're alone? And you're working, no kids? It's <laughs> heaven, what are we talking about? Like, so the both of us are doing exactly what we, the but opposite. Both set, both set yeah, it's a funny story. Really like now, right, I'm here working and my wife is in, in Taiwan taking care of swap roles, yeah, right? And yeah. then when the second week that I got here, Two weeks later, I was thinking to myself, oh, my wife, like, oh, she's there alone, taking care of two kids, and oh, I feel so bad, I feel so bad, I hope she's doing okay. Then she's all thinking, ah, oh, you know, my alone. husband there alone, there working, like, oh, very putting, very putting. Then we're on the phone talking, talking, they say, hey, are you okay or not? You know, like, standing and you can help. Then she said, no, I'm happy, or I feel like I'm very worried for you. Then I'm like, no, I'm there. <laughs> Wait, 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 you're happy? They say, yeah. Wait, you're happy? Yeah, I'm happy. It's like, wow, what have we been doing the past year? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, right. That's damn <laughs> funny. That's funny. funny. I mean, it's totally relatable for any any young parent, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that the, the the whole, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, especially dads, like trying to fit into a certain stereotype of what a dad should be. Mm. Then when you try to be something else, then you think, you're, wow, shook, I wake up every morning, then it's just nothing. Like. Yeah, it's, very, it's, it's sometimes, I mean, by married to my wife, yesterday was our eight, eighth year anniversary. Yeah. Right? Mm. We have been together for eight years. Yeah. And you realize that, wow, we such a simple understanding of each other and we don't have it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes yeah. they're just blind spots that you you don't you don't find out until you're correct. in that situation. Mm. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. So yeah. you know you you just shared like a very personal side of your life, uh, talking about your relationship with your wife. What what makes you so comfortable sharing that? Uh? Yeah, I was just about to say like mm. just talking about that. You know, like, oh, the wife went to work and then I stay at home and no income. That kind yeah, of thing. it's like I tell you, normal people yeah. like don't dare to bring that shit up mm. because it goes against everything. You know, all all we talk. You know, now there's so much gender equality. You know, but there's still a resistance to kind of share stuff that maybe doesn't fit into the traditional definition of a husband or a man. Mm. You know, but you were so honest about it. But what 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 allows you to do that? Or is it's it always been you, it's always been yeah. like that since you were young. No. Uh, I think mm, that's a good question. No, because, yeah, because uh, it's not not even about you as an actor, just as a person. Like I meet my old friends all that. They're like, oh, how are you? Oh, okay, la, 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 la. But you know, everyone has issues. But nobody, you hardly get there when you try to meet up. Here yeah. we are, like talking for about I don't know less than half an hour, hmm. and we're already starting to touch on these issues. Uh. Hmm. So, so yeah. it's something very interesting that we're noticing. I feel like a big part of it. Okay, so a part of it I think could be because I'm an actor, right? And if you're not comfortable showing your vulnerable part, you're a crappy actor. La. There's no question uh, about it. So uh, are there crappy actors around? Yes, a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, who are so, mic drops? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you listening, uh, Andy just dropped the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never say who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I think that's one element to it, right? So being slightly more comfortable, being vulnerable. Yeah. The second mm. thing is that I feel like I personally don't really care too much about what other people think of me uh, I think okay. to a certain extent and my wife is like double down on that also so she basically just wants to lead her life uh, and mm. and she also don't like people judging her and everything she just wants to be her and we and because of her she being like that and both our characters being like that right we sort of em- encourage each other to be like I mean there's nothing nothing to hide right As, mm. so we 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 are if you are in public you're in public already yeah. so if you aren't you can either create a facade and then you have to live with that facade for the rest of your life or you just mm-hmm. show people who you are la. and I'm, I know I'm not perfect I know I'm very like stupid and crappy and shitty and I'm not afraid to 
uh, accept that like, and if when I say it out like that right mm. I also don't put myself on a pedestal that like I have to I have to be that pretty good looking or like perfect smart person mm. and I feel that is liberating in a certain way maybe mm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and do you feel that that also uh, allows you to you know stretch yourself a bit more when it comes to acting as well like, because I think you you've uh, like we we're just talking before this that uh, you you've acted in quite a couple of movies recently mm. like, right mm. And then, you know, usually I hear a lot of directors say, oh, if someone appears too much on media corp or that, or, you know, the audience won't want to see. But you still get cast in all these movies. Do you think that being that vulnerable and all that helps, uh, helps your acting in some way? I mean, my craft set-wise, definitely, mm. yes. But whether I get casted or not, actually, honestly speaking, I don't get casted for that many things. Mm. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I've been rejected multiple, multiple times. Uh. I mm. mean, like everybody lah. Okay, so it's not yeah, just yeah, me yeah. lah. Sure, but sure. but I'm not a, I'm not a sure win lah. I mean, a lot of my roles, my whole career has been like that. Like, like oh, someone dropped out last minute, then I go and take whatever yeah. <laughs> they mm. they left over or like yeah, like yeah. I was in a okay a certain movie and then I was actually pitched as the lead and then mm. after that oh they got like a foreign actor then hey Andy you want to do a supporting one lah. Uh, but I was I was supposed I was supposed to be a lead, you know. Then it's like Andy is supporting, uh, supporting on. Okay, I'll do all. Yeah. So like, it's not. I've never felt. I've never felt like a very successful actor, and I'm not lah. I mean, honestly speaking, yeah, I'm not a very successful actor. So mm. I, to me, I'm just a. I'm a working actor lah. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. but so that answer your question. I got distracted. It does. It does. Uh, I mean, yeah. At the crux of it was like the, uh, what makes you so open to sharing your private mm. uh, life mm. and what you said is that it's an extension of yeah you being an actor which kind of feeds into you becoming a better actor so is it something that you consciously uh, pushed yourself to do from young to the point that it became natural in terms of being so honest and open I mean to be fair it's also because I'm talking to you guys ah. right like if I'm in a place where I'm not comfortable or like a very tabloidy interview then ah. I will have my guard up and, and yeah, yeah, you know well, you'd be surprised eh? like pe- people I mean I think even some of my own friends uh, mm. when it's not being recorded on a podcast and all mm. for them to open up is a bit hard lah. I, I think there is a... okay I think I know what you're, what you're saying basically yeah. I, I I talk to myself a lot. Mm. I talk to mm. myself a lot. Uh, sometimes a bit too much. Mm. And then um, as an actor, right, you actually get to walk in different people's shoes. Like when you really, when you're really doing your homework and, and mm. you're really trying to be the other person. It's not mm. just like imagining, but you're yeah. acting, talking, moving, interacting with other people as the another person. And I think that really helped me uh, grow emotionally mm. to, to really like ask the important questions like, like what is every single thing I'm doing what is it for yeah. why am I doing it why does it matter to me why does it not matter to me why does it make me feel this way so I I ask those questions on a daily basis mm-hmm. so I think then once I get clear and honest enough with myself it probably is easier for me to express it maybe mm-hmm. and I don't feel like there's anything to hide because I've already gone through I re- understand very clearly why I made those decisions and why I why I mm. said those things. Mm. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. That thing has, yeah, has given does. you a better understanding even of yourself as a person. Yes. And you sort of can, you know, separate from yourself and sort of understand why you made a decision at that certain point in time and everything. Thank you, Terrence. Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we can cut away the last half an hour and just yeah. put yeah. the light in. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's important to get there. Yeah. It's important to get there yeah. because, uh, yeah. I mean, even for, for us also, like we, mm. We talk about even directing, like understanding how actors think and how they do their work mm. is very important, right? And and I mean, more self awareness can't be bad for anyone. Uh. But 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 one thing I wanted to can ask, be painful though. But yeah. painful, <laughs> oh, is painful. Yeah, it's good right. being honest, uh. 
one thing I wanted to ask was like, um, I mean, you you basically left Singapore during the most, uh, I mean, during, I mean, the pandemic, right, yes. and everything. Yes. So you've seen how uh, things have been run in two countries, that, uh, the, the two places where, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of media spotlight on like how, how the pandemic was handled and all yeah. that. Uh, to you at this point, like, you know, a year and a half into it, what were the what are the biggest uh, differences between the two countries? Mm. Mm. So wow, this guy have to like speak carefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the 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 I think the main difference, right? I I I see it's that locally in Singapore, um, we are very we list, we wait for um, the authority to tell us what are the regulations. And mm. then we we add hold to the bare minimal. La. That's mm. just basically our attitude, right? They say mm. oh, two person or oh, two person or oh, five person, then on oh, the six person cannot come. But mm. we will still do the five person, mm. right? That's okay, our yeah. limit. So it's very like parental. La. Like the, mm. the, the, the government tell you certain rules, then you adhere to the rules. Yeah. That's yeah. The, basically how we do it. Uh in Taiwan, it's like everything the government says is is a guideline. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Everything they, they do in real life, it can be less or more than that guideline, even though it's law. Mm. But it can so it, it comes down a lot to what do the consensus think is logical. Mm. Right? So for example, um they would say uh like at the very moment of they had a huge outbreak, right? Mm, like 200, yeah. 300, 400, mm. 500 cases a day, right? At that point of time, like the government say, okay, so only five five person per per restaurant, like cafe, mm. everything, only five person. You walk out on my I walk out five my, per table. Five per, per no per store. Five people in one restaurant. In one restaurant. Huh. Or like, it's because you have a lot of small oh, cafes oh, and everything. Oh, see, right? It's not see. all the huge. See, so see. I think it's like, they said five, five, like, like five person per, per restaurant, if I'm not wrong. That was the mm. regulation. Uh. So there was a lot of small stores and everything. Yeah. Then probably they could sit 10 persons so now become five. Mm. And then I, but if you go downstairs and you, I go to my stores, right? They are all closed. They mm. don't take customers. Oh, only so, take away. Oh, okay, so okay. because they think, oh, it's very, now it's a, dangerous period so I, I don't care what government say it's just uh, not, not, not smart la. that's not mm. so that was the general consensus different from what the, the government actually prescribed they went above and beyond and what above. the government did. but also on the other hand when the government says like things have gotten better already and then they say but they didn't have open up the playground for example mm. but like 50% of the people are still playing in the playground mm. like, how, how are you going to enforce it so, so they got no they got no social distancing ambassador that kind of thing. They have, but what are you gonna do about it? Sue me? Mm. Send me to court. So that's the general kind of I, culture. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They're very yeah, I mean, okay, so this is the best example I can give. Mm. Okay. So I'm I was driving in Taiwan. Yeah. Left hand drive, everything, very scared, very scared on the road, like don't know how mm. to drive properly. And then um I took a wrong turn, then I have to make a U turn. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I saw then there was a there was a place where you can U-turn but no U-turn sign right so yeah. I was like I was driving there then the my Singaporean wife was, the, 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 my out. wife was like yeah U-turn here U-turn here I'm like cannot, cannot U-turn you cannot, you cannot U-turn there are cars and then like there's no U-turn sign like cannot cannot wait like, go, let's go to a safer place or like wait, wait for a while with the U-turn <laughs> sign then my wife was like no no just U-turn just U-turn then we had this like scoreboard and ignore her then yeah, I took a very very long turn and very uh, long and then she was very angry and then I would tell her then she was like why, why didn't you just turn then I say like yeah. there is no U-turn sign that means cannot turn then she said no if there's no sign that say cannot U-turn that means can turn <laughs> that oh, basically sums up the differences between Singapore. us and them Singapore is you cannot do unless say can there's do. a sign that say can unless someone tells you can then yeah. you cannot in, 
Taiwan, you it's, can until someone, someone says cannot. cannot. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that feels like it should be printed on a T-shirt. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that summarizes it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the, wow. does that does that uh do you see? I, I'm asking because you're one of the few people in the world who probably has lived in two dif- different places during this pandemic. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. So, do you see a difference in like children in Singapore and how your kids behave now uh, in regards to, how, you know, just I, how they feel about everything? I mean, generally speaking, um, I feel like, I, I'm not sure if it's the pandemic or not, right? Basically, I think they are a, a bit more free. La. Their minds are a bit more free, like mm. the children in Taiwan. But that mm. means they can also be a bit more mischievous. They mm. are always looking at like gray areas. You yeah. know? And then they are, you know, just more lively. La. Whether you like that or not, that's another uh, conversation. Yeah. But but yeah, that's, that's I feel like, um, I can't say all Singaporeans, la, but my personal experience for my education was that I always felt like I just needed to sit still at my table if I move then I can now work with the ruler yeah, yeah. Mm. you know that it felt like that I mean in Taiwan there is a more there's just more more leeway la. there's just mm. more so leeway you even amongst the kids you can feel that like when you see yeah kids, because it's, it's a whole cultural thing right like you you see the parents and you see the way the whole society works and to you that's norm and you will behave that way yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. right so that I think that is quite apparent yeah. Mm. so just now when you came into our office and I asked you to scan safe entry were you thinking <laughs> look at this Singaporean guy no lah okay so this is my perspective also I'm Singaporean right? Yeah. right it doesn't matter what I think because my country voted for this this government yeah. and this yeah. government have these rules I'll play play Four ball rules, yeah. because it's not about me it's about what everybody wants right yeah. and I want to be a Singaporean so I'll play by the rules so you want uh. me to do a vaccine you want me to well, cannot eat out lock, whatever okay yeah. I'll do it because I, I want to be part of the team that's I my see. mindset. Like, but yeah. but this time when you came back, you you knew that the numbers were uh, creeping up in Singapore already, la. Did mm. you feel any like hesitation in coming back and you know? I mean, I right from the very start, I was not like super afraid of oh, COVID, okay, I okay. was like, like yes, I look at the isn't people like us at our age and everything. It's not a very very horrible threat. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. has never been even before this whole vaccination Correct. episode. It has never been that scary. So I was never that scared. And honestly speaking, if you if I had a choice, I wouldn't get vaccinated because mm. I felt like I'd rather get the virus than, than mm. put something that I don't really know in my body. Yep, right. Yep. But if I don't get vaccinated, I cannot play ball here. I cannot, mm. I cannot be part of the team here. Correct, so, correct. okay, I'll get vaccinated because that's what everybody wants and everybody thinks this is a good plan. I'll go ahead with it. Wow. So, mm. that's, so that's what I'm doing. But is that something you have always had or is it now that because you're kind of based in Taiwan, you'll be like, I can come here, play ball, but then I can let my hair down in Taiwan. Like you have yeah. that, that option. Yeah. Whereas I, I hate it that your question is so sharp. But okay, I'll, okay, I'll answer you. I'll answer you. Okay, that's a very fair question, correct? Uh, yeah. I think if I'm in Singapore, I will do it also. But, uh, but that's it. Me being in Taiwan half the time or more also made the decision like a lot easier, right? Because mm. I'm like, yes, I might need to deal with this, but only maybe half the time. Mm. But honestly speaking, if I were to be in Singapore, just like everyone else, like 24-7, 365 days, I will still do it. Because I'll play ball. Yeah. That's my that's my answer. But will I be more miserable and unhappy? Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that is where I stand. That okay. is interesting. It's like when you go to your like let's say you move out with your with your partner, you go to your parents' house, you can play ball for like two hours. Yeah, and, yeah. Because you know after this I'm going back to my own place. And just complain yeah, about your parents. But you're living with your parents and all that. Right. Yeah. Then you yeah. must sort of come to terms with it in your own way or make some adjustments. So on your yeah. flight from Taiwan to Singapore, do you have to get into Singapore mode? You know, like just just psych yourself up. No, I mean to me, to me, this both 
Okay, so no, no. I mean, Singapore is very comfortable for me. Uh, uh, my friends are here. I've been living yeah, here all my life. I'm yeah. so much more Singaporean than I'm Taiwanese, lah, right? Yeah. And and I, I don't feel. I I mean, come home is like a, oh, I'm coming home. The feeling is like oh, I'm oh, coming okay. home. And but I guess I guess that's yeah. what's interesting about COVID, lah. Like I think rarely, never before have people spent so much time in one country, uh, without or, or like the for people who usually travel, I think being based in Singapore or whatever country, it really forces you to to how you say uh, think about what the culture of that country is like because I think a lot of people live for the getaway you know yes. but not being able to get away yeah because I think I was talking to one of my friends who got a chance to go to Italy to visit his own family and he said going to Italy was great but coming back he felt even worse because it's almost mm. like he had seen another alternative mm. life mm. and coming back to Singapore it just reminds you like oh shit our world for the past year and a half is not the whole world you mm. know and I think a lot of people have been missing I, that. I feel that's just both ways, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So when I'm in Taiwan, and 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 there are things I enjoy about Taiwan, yeah. Right? And mm. when I'm there, I'm enjoying those what, yeah, liberties, yeah. whatever lah. Okay. So I'm very happy and everything. But when, there are also a lot of great things about Singapore. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like yeah. we're freaking efficient, right? Yeah. We we get things done. Mm. There's a lot of capable people here, you know. And then we all speak the same language. We can get to. We are very direct. There's no beat around the bush. So mm. I can go on and on and on. Yeah. So like when I come back to Singapore, I'm like wow. I miss this stuff, man. I miss mm. working here. I miss these people. So when I'm in Taiwan, I'm like even more appreciative of the things that I have in Singapore. So I always feel like, okay, so this, I, I hear this is a lot of like this disgruntled like Singaporeans talking mm. about that. But the, 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 I cannot really support that, that narrative because as a Singaporean, right, we are in mm. such a privileged position yeah. that we can almost live anywhere in the world we want. Mm. It's whether you have the guts to yeah. do it, right? Yep. right. So if it's, if it's a choice, then you can't blame anyone anymore because yeah. you didn't make the choice. Yeah. Right. So you, you, what are we complain about? If you really hate it so much, then move to another country, move to Italy, work there. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can afford it. Yeah. You say for six months, you can afford it. Mm-hmm. So then what's this narrative? That means you are choosing to stay in Singapore because this is what you choose. Mm. And then if you want to stay in Singapore and most of Singapore wants to do it this way, then play ball or, or don't don't stay here. Mm. That's mm. your choice, right? So I, I, I think that's why it's interesting to hear your story because you took the leap of faith at a time when, uh, by all accounts, is not really the best time to <laughs> leave the horrible country. Time. Like, right? yeah. Yeah, horrible yeah, time. Yeah, and yet you still did. And I think, like, just to build on what you said, I, yeah, I also think it goes both ways because over the past year, you see more instances of, like, just angst in Singapore. And I, I've been feeling it too. But I think not being able to uh, experience stuff that makes you look at Singapore and go like, oh, shit, yes. it's actually pretty, pretty good. Uh, also results in, in more yes, more really. Angst, I mean, right? I think if if all Singaporeans that take a certain amount of time living overseas, right, whatever country they want to live, and they can see a lot clearer. Mm. I mean, it could be that they decide that they don't want to come back ever again. Or if they come back, they are like twice, three times, 10 times more committed to this nation. Mm. So, mm. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Right? Rather than yeah. just stay here, but disgruntled. Yeah, so I, I think that will do everyone good. So, so be it COVID mm. or not, if there's an opportunity for you to work overseas for six months a year, take it. Mm. Take it. Do it. Live somewhere else for a while. So, 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 sh- so, so shall we take a break to say the pledge? Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> no, but so um, what 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 was the vaccination situation in in Taiwan like? Was it like uh, um, everyone like you can just walk into a clinic clinic and get oh, it? Or what was it? No. So uh. I mean, geopolitically, politically, they are they they don't have so much access to 
to to to vaccines. Mm. So that's why in, initially it was very hard to COVID, get any COVID vaccine. zero COVID zero policy like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah COVID zero. And then when they had a out, outbreak, right, and then they they were trying to get vaccines, but they couldn't. Mm. So I there was a long time where they couldn't get enough vaccines into yeah. the country, la. So it's definitely a lot like us here. We are so. Yeah. I mean, so shook right here is almost ridiculous. Really? Right? We walk downstairs the community yeah. center, and, yeah. and the process is so smooth. Yeah. It's yeah, so, so smooth, smooth. And, yeah. and it's like you walk in, walk out, and then eh, didn't pay a single cent. Yeah, that it's like very, it feels it's almost crazy. surreal, right? The, yeah, the yeah. feeling. So, yeah, I mean, I, that process also made me feel very like yeah, like yes, you don't really. I mean, you are pushed towards taking the vaccine, yes, okay. but they also made it so so easy and 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 efficient for everyone. So in Taiwan, it wasn't anything like that. It, it was, was you, know, you have to go online and then register and then they will, you wait. So okay, like you okay. wait for about two months, three months, four uh -huh. months and then if it's your turn, then they'll they'll Yeah, but then they will let you choose your own vaccine, uh, okay. which one you want, what type you want and, and everything. So uh, yeah, it's not, not so smooth, the, the process. And mm -hmm. they are not as, they don't have as much resource as we do. Got mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. wow. So so then like professionally speaking, right, you know, like you were you were a working actor in Singapore and you took the leap of faith to go to Taiwan to start at a place where, yeah, relatively it's it's uh <laughs> earlier than where yeah, you, you would you be. can say it, you know. Yeah, at a lower lower <laughs> yeah. lower strata, la, yeah. right. So yeah. what Much what lower. what perspectives about that process change? Uh? Because I think there's one thing uh, that in Singapore, yeah, if you it's it's a small country, and as much as we are more global than ever, there's still that that thing of like big fish, small pond, small fish, big pond. Mm. Was there anything that surprised you about that process? Because going after being a working actor for how many years, mm. you went mm. to a foreign country and you started almost like from ground, maybe not mm. zero, ground yeah. one, lah. Yeah, right? mm. yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's accurate. So I, I mean. It's it's rough lah, but it was mm. as rough as I imagined it to be lah. Mm. So I I went in eyes wide open. Like I said, this is the second time I'm doing it, right? The first mm. time I went in, I was, I, I came back lah. You know, okay, for many many reasons lah. I mean, technically you can't call it a failure because I did all the stuff I was supposed to do and everything. But internally, to me mm. personally, it felt like a failure. Like mm. I didn't achieve everything I set up to do. So I, I really knew how hard it was gonna be, um, and I didn't go there to to feel good about myself, right? I, I went there to challenge myself again, mm, right? To mm. to basically get out of my comfort zone and I got that. Yeah. I got exactly what I was searching for. So it was rough and everything, but it was also, um, I mean, I've done, I've only done one full production there. One. Mm. So that production also gave me a lot of um, learning experience. So like, no matter what you do, right? Uh, when you reach to a certain level, right? You, you can't improve anymore because you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Like, I want to get better, but I don't oh, know what, yeah. like I want to be a Hollywood actor, but do you know what it takes to be a Hollywood actor? No, you, you don't yeah. know what it takes to be a Hollywood actor. I, I absolutely no, nothing, zero. I, I, yeah. I know nothing about it. So unless I'm on the set of a Hollywood set, working with Hollywood actors and Hollywood crew, I will never know what it takes and what mm. I need to work on, mm. right? So that was my perspective going in. La. So let me, Taiwan has been always a, a welcoming place to me. It's like my second home. And then um, I like a lot of the productions that they create. So it mm. just makes sense for me to, try there yeah. right try there and then um give my try and give their industry as much value as possible and then learn as much as possible so i i, I got that i got it and it's very different from the way we we work in singapore for sure mm. at least for my production okay so i've done a couple of production in taiwan i have to say that they have a very wide range of productions so in singapore it's more or less roughly 
one set is more or less similar to the other. Maybe mm. the budget is a bit different, the growth is different, but in Taiwan, it can be completely different. Mm. Yeah. You're talking about culturally or culturally, scale? budget, skill. Oh, okay. uh, you can have one you have a TV series that shoots one scene a day, two scenes yeah. a day, and you have a TV series that shoots like 30 scenes a day. <laughs> so oh, I, that, I mean it can be just vastly different. Yeah, so it really yeah, depends yeah. on that. But the this current experience I had in Taiwan was, was a good one. Was but how about, how about the audience wise? Hmm. Do you feel there's a I mean Taiwan, you know, there's a lot of independent film and, and Independent films actually have a chance of making money in uh, in Taiwan. La. Mm. Whereas in Singapore, if you don't have an R, something to men, <laughs> you you are likely to make money la, in, in terms of movies and mm. all. So is there a difference in people's tastes also when it comes to like uh, TV and, and film? Actually, I would say that their, their film industry is quite similar to ours. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they don't really have a big enough market to mm. really like be like you know I, I don't need anybody else yeah. you know I, I, they, they still want to export mm. their, their production mm. they're in a slightly better place because their internal market yeah. is still much bigger than ours so they can still churn out um, projects uh, semi-profitably mm. so that means they can keep making stuff but they are also pretty dependent on their government's subsidies mm. just like us so um, that, that plays a huge part also yeah but they but they have more. They have more films that can travel as well. They are, mm. they are still more. They are like a slightly bigger version of us. Uh. So it's not I not see. so different. I, I don't feel it's that different actually. Right. One more thing is that they their censorship is much much less. Oh, okay, and they okay, are okay. like I say, they have a lot of leeway and laws are like guidelines. So the creativity part is just that's the I think that's a game changer. Uh. Mm. They just. I mean, one example when I was on set, right? Um, can you say fuck you or not? Yeah, of oh, course, dude. Okay. Yeah, can you say fuck, fuck this, fuck that, fuck yeah, so, everyone. So basically, yeah. I was pl- I, I'm playing this role and then I, basically my character can 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 say whatever shit I want. Yeah, yeah, and especially I can say, I, shit, yeah. I, they, they actually recrafted the, the character so that I can speak English in it a little mm. bit. So so like then, like the doctor say, say whatever you want. And then in this situation, so I say, but I'll say fuck, right? Can I say fuck? Then they say, yeah, can, can, can. And I, oh, okay. Then when I did the take, then I, I didn't say fuck too scared and then like rehearsal I just I couldn't I wanted to but I couldn't you know <laughs> the Singaporean yeah the Singaporean <laughs> me is like no I cannot I cannot say this I cannot say. then my, my the director got a bit frustrated then he's like, he's like this is not Singapore this is Taiwan can you just say what you want to say I'm like okay 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 yeah, then, then I said it it was quite liberating it was like like why am I subconsciously I mean I know I shouldn't and I know I can yeah, yeah. but when, when you have been f- working in that box for so yeah. long it, even if you take away the, the fences anymore you still you still it takes a bit of time before you can, mm. can break out of it. It's like so, it's like a virgin experience at that, right? Correct. The, so yeah. like the creativity part and the, the respect for every single department and their creativity for those parts. I think that was eye opener for me. So then then okay, there's one thing about okay, they have reached a certain level of creativity, creative freedom. But do you think it has to do with just the inherent talent of the people? Or it is more than that? Like like basically, do you think Singapore also has the talent uh to to create like content that travels the world and shit or are there things about Singapore the way we get are brought up that is a limiting factor I absolutely think we have the raw talent mm. to do whatever they do and better mm. okay mm. really I 100% believe it but a huge part of a huge part of craftsmanship doesn't just come from talent it comes from grinding right mm. like one film after another yeah. one after another one mm. after another mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you don't have the right environment to grind out your raw potential then that's what it's gonna be like, raw potential mm. forever 
mm. right? And they have that space too. To, to grind it out. Uh. So Be- we, at this point of time, yeah. not, not so much. Because of the number of productions or because of the size of the industry or what? The number of productions and also the freedom where they can say whatever they want, mm-hmm. do whatever they want, write up whatever they want. And I mean, not whatever they want, uh, but just uh, with a lot less restrictions. I feel mm. that, that that helps. Uh. And and we they are constantly trying and they are more... Our market here is very... We wow, very difficult to say. Okay, mm. so the the market here, we are serving like one or two major clients, right? Mm. Right. So mm. and then whatever those clients want, it's basically the whole climate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's yeah, all that matters, right? Just yeah. serving this one or two client. Yeah. It's not we are not serving all the audiences, right? Mm. So, but in Taiwan, it is an open market to a certain degree, like a much a, a, a much more open market compared to us. Yeah. So, to basically be a good production to make money to win you just have to be better more creative more edgy mm. like try and push the line further and further it's rewarding to push the line further and further right uh. but in in our industry it's not rewarding to push the line further mm. and further it's rewarding to stay in status quo yeah and get in the good graces and then churn out the next one the next mm. one the next one i mean you guys are producers mm. you know that 100 mm. the feedback you get from your production the the comments you get from your production that will tell you 100 percent mm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, the next production, I should do this. La, if I yeah. want a green light, if I want this or yeah. that. So yeah. I think there is that that difference there. Yeah. Uh, oh, am I going to get in trouble? Saying, oh, no, I mean, we've said a lot more <laughs> stuff. And, yeah. and that's that's almost the beauty of podcast. La, because mm. it is one of those platforms that by virtue of the, the ecosystem, by virtue of it not being regulated yet, there's a lot more freedom. Mm. And I think even as content creators, there's a certain liber- liberating feeling uh, uh, creating like podcasts versus the TV shows we have made. Because mm. literally, we, we keep it raw, we keep it authentic because we want to be able to say things that are on our mind yeah. and not having it pass through the Singaporean filter. Yeah, mm. I, I, get, I get that a lot from your podcast. And I think that's yeah. why it's so popular, really. Oh, like you're saying, so. on, because you're, a lot of things that we are thinking, but we might not be able to, one, speak it out, mm. two, digest it as in much as much detail and depth as you guys did lah. Yeah. So to me, I think that's why it's very attractive. Oh, that's yeah. plus you can swear lah. Can say can say pretty yeah, much anything. For sure, la. for sure. Yeah. Just hearing the F word is like wow. Oh, shock, 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 yeah. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone listening also, yeah. just fuck. No, I mean yeah. because yeah, like I think also we also try to talk to people who bring something interesting to the table, like yourself, like you know, actor, actor, celebrity, everything. But yeah, really like I think the fact that you li- were living in Taiwan and Singapore during this period is uh, I mean you can provide so much perspective that's a movie of its what, in and of itself I don't, yeah. I don't know why it's gonna uh, watch what, what, that movie. yeah why, 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 how are both people different people reacting to this same mm. virus and yeah that, that is definitely right. very interesting to watch yeah. but frustrating to experience oh yeah, <laughs> yeah interesting yeah, yeah. to watch yeah but that just means you it makes for a good story yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. But, but, but I mean because we we have talked talk about Andy the person for quite a while yeah but you know we got to do the whole celebrity thing tell us about your latest film yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 we have a clip <laughs> we have a clip <laughs> yeah no but yeah, yeah. audio clip yeah that was a bit about it because we, we've not had a chance to watch it yet. Lah. Okay. But, but, yeah. but I think uh, our audience, you know, they, they, they might be in the cinemas and everything. Hmm. What, okay. Tell us more about it. Lah. Okay, so the one, uh, the film that I have in theaters right now is called Late Night, right? Mm. Um, it's a horror, horror film. Yeah. And um, um, it's, I mean, it's a very, it's a very story-based horror flick. 
yeah, mm. right in a way so um it's 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 fun and interesting it's short with not a big budget mm. um but with a solid story and a first time director chong mm. and uh, but he has been making short films and all horror based so mm. basically he is a very specific like he knows his his space is in horror and he's trying to uh improve his craft set on that mm. so um it it i think what makes it like attractive to us Singaporeans is that you know when you watch a horror film right yeah what makes it scary is that like like if it could happen to you lah, mm-hmm. you know like you watch the ring in Japan Japanese mm-hmm. and you watch the ring in uh, yeah. uh, Ang Mo mm. it's like Ang Mo is not scary lah, yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. it's in America it won't get to me yeah, you know right, right. yeah but when you watch the one in, in I don't know if you're Asian like, I don't know Chinese, it looks Chinese or what then it just yeah. feels like oh, I can climb up from my TV screen yeah. right, so right. that that gave it so I think like Late Night right? it's something like that lah, because it's basically a, a horror story that's revolving around the Singapore public transport lah. so it mm. could be uh, uh, like a private hire the three stories is private hire a uh, car mm. and then uh, bicycle mm. and bus. Oh. Mm. So like this, like this, you are gonna get uncomfortable like, in the places that you are the most comfortable in. So I think mm. they 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 know the element and they they try and do it and then they give you a solid story behind. Yeah, yeah. And then they, yeah, they and your, which, which story? Yeah. Which story were you? Uh, mine is the bus. The bus. Okay. The bus. And what's your what's your character like? You uh, so I play this father um who who lost his wife uh, in a car accident very mm. recently. Mm. And then the, the son was also in the car accident, right? So, but after the, the car accident, the, the son just started acting weird and mm. also stopped talking mm. completely. Okay. And mm. he yeah. seemed to have a, a vengeance against his dad after, oh. after, after the accident. And then the dad is trying to find out like, oh, oh, why? You know, mm. he's also in a bad place because the wife just passed away and yeah. he's trying to deal with his son. So that is... That, that's the story my story mm. yeah so and it's in playing in cinemas, it's now, in cinemas right? now. I think it's on, it has been uh, out for quite a while already but, so, yeah, so if you are gonna watch you watch it soon you might. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but, so actually we I mean since we're here we might as well talk about it also like, right uh, this is not the only public transport films that you are involved in, also. Oh, <laughs> wow, you know. There's another. There's another film that I mean, yeah, yeah, it's announced that you're starring in it and everything. Uh, also about another mm. form of public transport, mm. right? Mm. Uh, I think it's called Circle Line. Mm. It's uh, also ho- horror, horror also, right? Creature feature, <sighs> like. creature, creature feature, feature, creature yeah. feature. Also feature. about public transport, It's about transport. So yeah. funny, yeah, like, like yeah, Andy, uh, yeah, trend. Uh, next one is right <laughs> chair, is it right chair? <laughs> right chair. Uh, yeah. So, so got one more, we can talk about the next uh, one. Yeah, that one is is when, when, are you, do you know any? Do you have any inside information on when <sighs> that's coming or anything? Circle Line, uh. yeah. I hope soon. soon yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mm. COVID. It really did a number to to the films, lah. Yeah. So yeah. because they are like, am I gonna put it out even though I know the box office is not gonna be great, right? Because the number yeah. of people that can watch it is is like much less than expected. Mm. And then, so, am I gonna put it out now and and lose money, or mm. am I going to hold it? But how long can I hold a film for, right? Yeah. Like two mm. three years, it looks very dated already, yeah, and then yeah, people yeah. might not be interested. So, I think they are all trying to solve that problem right now, mm. and they're trying to think of solutions. So, I I I don't know when it will, but I hope soon. Mm. I hope Circle Line will be out soon, and then the director is uh, JD, like, which one of yeah. your fans? Yeah, one of your yeah. fans as well. One of our Yalbat listeners. One of Yalbat, yeah. hey, shout out yeah, to yeah, JD. Yeah. Yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. JD. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unless they change it to the change the movie name to Thompson East Coast Line. <laughs> hey, yeah, then they can push yeah, it out for then, a later. Yeah, la, yeah. Still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> but it will keep getting delayed. Yeah. It keep getting delayed <laughs> until 2026. Yeah, it right. doesn't yeah. have a ring to it. Like, hey, have yeah. you seen Thompson East Coast Line or not? 
great, hard, a bit hard to travel yeah. though. <laughs> Wait, so all this was shot before COVID lah. Before, yes, just so. before COVID. It just happens that I shot three features just before uh, okay, COVID okay. lah. So, so mm, the third yeah. one, right? I'm talking about the third one. No, I mean, uh, only, only if you can. I mean, I, I can, can yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, third one is called Fate Keepers. I, mm. um, how do I put this? It is like, Power Rangers meet Feng Shui. Power Rangers wow. meet Feng Shui. You like it? You like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, when yeah. I heard that, I was like, so yeah, come so, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, these five guys and uh, these five person, uh, five characters, and they all represent, um, you know, in Feng Shui, there's Jingmu Sui Huo too. So the five elements of the earth, right? So yeah. they all, yeah. they all, their life is is basically very heavy, very, very extremely heavy in those five elements. You yeah. want balance in those five elements for a good life, basically. Mm. So, but these five people, they all have like horrible lives because they are so um, um, screwed towards mm-hmm. one. See, and then, but because they are that, they, they are special. Okay. And when the five of them come together, they can unlock uh, a certain like, yeah, yes, sort of oh, like they have powers, they have powers, but they can unlock this planet. this like secret chamber. Like. So oh, it's like, then okay. from the Power Ranger thing, it, it goes into like um uh, uh um what's that? What's that film? Harrison Ford. Um Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh, so yeah. it'll be like Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones oh. adventure oh, with oh, these okay, five okay. five characters. Uh. So oh. yeah, but with Feng Shui elements. So so which character are you? I'm two. Uh huh. Soil. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, how are you? Sorry, I don't know why. (laughs) Soil. Yeah, soil. Chinese religion. Uh, Chinese. (laughs) You know that, Lee. Immediately, (laughs) right? Temporary, yeah. No, but how is your character so entrenched in soil? Uh, so okay, it, it has it's like astrology like, in a way. Like yeah, when you're yeah. born at a certain time, certain element, and then the stars are aligned this way. So mm. when you're born at this time, and then maybe your parents name you a certain way, then mm. it will all attribute towards like which element you are closer to. Mm. Like in real life, my I my element is very lacking in gold, mm. so I'll be mm. like poor forever. Mm. So my name like Chen Bang Jun in Chinese, right? The, my Jun has a the word gold in it. Oh, so it to, to, to balance it, to it, it yeah, yeah. So so I mean that's common in Chinese, yeah, like, yeah. like in Chinese names. Yeah. So that that they took that element and they they created a whole mythical adventure. Yeah, story. But now, now you say that, you know, there's a my name Chinese name is Jun Xiang. Hmm. There's a handsome. The word handsome is in my Chinese oh, name. So trying to <laughs> but, add the handsome yeah, into but it. But it's trying to compensate, <laughs> compensate <laughs> for how ugly. But is <laughs> is looks one of the five elements? No lah, <laughs> <la>, right. <laughs> Listen to him, ah. Yeah, I just suddenly hear this expression. Like, wait, that's my name. Wait. No, but so were, were you? Were you? Uh, this one you had to. I assume you had to audition and everything for these yeah, for these for roles, lah. Uh, some, some, some you need to audition. Some okay. because in Singapore, I, 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 I been working for a while. Yeah. So mm. sometimes it gets offered. Yeah, mm. they, they yeah, know who you are. Yeah, they know who okay. I am. They think I'm suitable. They've seen what I've done. Sure, sure. Then they offer to me. And some I still have cast. Yeah. So is that very different from the experience in Taiwan where you walk in the oh. room and nobody knows you and all that? Yeah, start from scratch, really. Because I go in and they're like... Sometimes they... Because they have like so many castings a day, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So when they see you, they're like, okay, okay, uh, do a thing. You know? Mm. And, yeah. So it's... It's... Actually, it's quite... It's it's I can't I, I, it's a complex feeling la, but there is also a certain element of like come let me show like, you what yourself, I can uh, do you know like yeah, yeah there is me that. watch me watch the <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, you they won't watch right? they then, won't you, watch. then you're like wait 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 wait, wait for yeah, it to load yeah wait 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 loading yeah wait loading loading one more one more one more one more last one last one I promise you kidding 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 but yeah so you it's quite you said it's both freeing but also yeah and also because like as an actor 
like castings are horrible because mm. you put in like two full days of work. Okay, I'm very mm. slow prepper. Like, okay, so maybe some people take 15 minutes. I don't know. But mm. for a scene, like really to study a scene, it will take me about two days, mm. right? To really study a scene. So I'll spend two days of effort to study a scene for like a 1% shot at a project. Mm. So it's very... It's shitty, la. I mean, the mm, returns mm, are mm. shitty, la, right? Mm, so, mm. like, yeah, got a lot of castings that are like, oh, shit, like, a lot of doing a lot of work that doesn't bring me any financial rewards. Mm. Uh, but there's also the element of, like, when I do it well, and, like, for example, for this this cast, this uh, specific project that I got into, uh, I actually got in, my agency just kind of managed to give, like, a soft casting, la, so the directors were all there anyway, so they don't mind meeting someone, then on the spot, they give me something to read, and mm. then, like, they just just see what I can do. And they are shooting, for that that series itself, they have shot their first season, was well-received, and they are basically shooting their second and third season. So they are shooting their second season, and they are casting for their third season. Mm. And third season is, like, like a year later, la, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm actually casting for a third season, a small role in the third season. So I went in, and then I, I kind of just do my best, la, I do my best, and then they really liked it. Mm. And then they pushed me up to the second season oh. and they gave me a bigger role. Oh, wow. oh. Yeah, so then that I got my first job and very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, th- like moments like that, you feel like, yeah, I think can, I think I can, right? I'm not yeah, so horrible, yeah. you know? Like people see validated but and all. Then you yeah. say 1% chance. Uh, yeah. Is that your own assessment of it? Or or do you feel that you walk in and you, you actually talk a little bit about your Singapore experience and, and mm. you know, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Then yeah. what, what? Then how do you introduce yourself? Then you just like I'm I just say yeah, I'm an actor from Singapore. I'm in Taiwan because I wanna you know try it? and shoot something. Then like ah, wait, wait, wait. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, really? I mean, they, I mean, they, they kind of know already like, They they know who I am, but they don't know who I am. As in, they know oh, okay. who, like I'm an actor from Singapore, but they don't know who I am. They oh. don't care. No, I, I yeah. know we were joking about the me watch all that, but. I mean, mm. I see a lot of Singaporeans. Sometimes they go job, they will bring PSLE certificate, everything. So sing pass, you know. Now you just show sing, sing pass, sing pass, yeah. Sing pass yeah. <laughs> so that, that, yeah. that, that none of that because in, in Taiwan, we la. our our stuff don't really travel that much to Taiwan. That's some true. la, some yeah. la. Maybe like Xiao Hai Pupen, like Jack Neil, oh, some okay, like still yeah, travels yeah. to Taiwan quite a bit. Uh, but I'm I'm not any of those. Mm. So uh, I don't have uh, I don't have anything to fall back on or they don't have any impression of what I can do or anything like they're just meeting a, a fresh face la, to yeah. them mm. a very old <laughs> fresh face yeah yeah so it's it's, it's like that but, not, you not cast, fun, but you say you say old meaning like you are casting for older roles these days or yeah, I mean I am older right compared you know like the the, yeah. the market are like 20 something good looking like I go in and then like five like models like mm. 20 early 20 models in front of me then like I'm like Two years, two years to forty years old. You know, mm. I'm an old guy, lah. Uh, I'm an old guy in the industry. Mm. So, but that means now there's there's enough opportunities for that sort of of of. The the good thing about industry is that it's so unstable and rough and financially not not great that yeah. most guys leave after a while, oh, right? right? Because so like you, yeah. you when you are twenty something, like twenty to twenty five, like wow, your competition is like everybody. Uh, yeah, everybody's trying. Yeah. I don't mind. Like no money, it's okay. But once you hit like late 20s, early 30s, you want to get married, you want yeah. to provide. Yeah. Then you look at your paycheck, you're like, oh, this is not going to cut it. And so, mm. you know what? I, I think I'm going to be a banker. You think oh, I, I'm going to take my architecture mm. job. And then less and less and less and less. Then you get to a certain point whereby the people that are still around, either they have already made it or they have they have certain qualities that allow them to stay in the industry. Yeah. So then your, your competition is a lot lesser. Ah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. So do you, when you see something like Squid Game, does mm. that like 
does that like make you feel inspired and there's a, still a chance and everything? I actually feel that's overrated. Okay, I think that's the end of our podcast. Okay, I mean to to be fair, I I love that film. Yeah, I think it's it's great. Um, but I, I also think that like it's not the first time we have seen a project of that caliber on, mm. on in public, right? It's not yeah, yeah, right. So I'm so not so alone so on this, yeah. right? No, no, no. Yeah. I also feel that okay, it was good, like It was good, but was it like holy shit? There are many other shows I've watched where I was like, oh my god, that yes. was fucking great, like, Exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. So for 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 Squid, I was like, oh my god, this is really great. But to me, it was just I've always felt there is this global appetite for films that are more genre, more. Mm gritty more violent more yeah. you know i always and i am very attracted to those kind of genres mm. and i feel like am i alone like is mm. this like a niche yeah. market and then squid game just like answered my question that no yeah. there is a global appetite for a film like that yeah. and you just need a good story and then well well crafted beautifully shot and yeah i mean is it a really that fantastic story i mean you want to poke holes there's like a million holes yeah, in that plot yeah. right it's like, yeah. ah, come on seriously can man like yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> like but but overall, it's a great... I mean, I watched the whole series and yeah. I it's very hard for me to get through a series yeah. nowadays. Right? You yeah. forward, 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 yeah. you watch one app, then the end. Yeah. So, I mean, like, in that way, all credit is a fantastic production. Like, mm. But the thing is that, is this the best of, in history? Probably not, but it proved a point. So yeah. I think it's a lesson for all of us to learn also, right? Yeah. Like, right. like, look, this is where the global appetite is right now. We should yeah. be making films that are darker, grittier. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the wake up call. Even more like the, you know, like Crazy Rich Asians, everyone say, oh, very big for Asians or that in Singapore. I mean, at the end of the day, Singapore was just in the background. La. And then, <laughs> and, and it was, I mean, it basically was an that's American Terrence's story. favorite movie. La. It, was, it is like, it's, but it's an American story. Hmm. Where Squid Game really was, you know, diff- like, Korean language, mm. Korean melodrama, everything yes. slow mo, slow mo. I watch, I'm like, huh? But there's why so why need so much slow mo? It's not even a romantic scene or yeah. what, you know? For Squid Game, yeah, Squid Game. You know, like mm. every time there's an action sequence, like the guy falling oh, yeah, in slow mo, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's an action sequence. Why are you slow mo? Then I realized, oh, it's just the way the Koreans are so used to like grinding, like all this, like every time got romantic scenes always slow-mo then they add, they put that in action scene and yeah, suddenly it feels different very expensive like, you know yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, they exactly. really have to fill out the time, time as well yeah, 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 it's, yeah. can you imagine the cost already yeah, and yeah. they made it 10 episodes right 9 episodes 9 9 9 yeah. Wow. Yeah. so expensive and I mean also I think it, it helps that in the global climate they're more open to uh, Asian content than ever before mm-hmm. there's really this wave of Korean pop culture mm-hmm. so I think it was it hit a nice sweet spot like. the, the thing mm-hmm. is how to how to get Singapore content to, to the rest of the world. Because I also strongly believe Singapore has so much potential. Mm. There is so much potential, but it, it's the path to getting there is, like what you said, if if there's no room to really be edgy and where you're not rewarded for being edgy, right? Mm. There's a lot of issues there. Like. I, I mean, I, I can share this story with you as well. Yeah. So I think we are, we, we there's just a lot of, I'm not against censorship. Yeah. Okay, but there has got to be a bet- better system and, mm. and and more updated guidelines. Yeah. Okay. And and it's a bit silly because I remember I was shooting something also and at that time was for uh I think Toggle, Toggle, which mm. is me watch now, mm. but Toggle. Mm. But basically when you do something for an online platform, right? Basically who are your competitors? Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah. Netflix, right? Mm. And at that time Netflix was really showing like nudity and like gore, violence. Mm. Yes, you have to put a code in line, but that's the, the the thing. And I was shooting a drama series that was going on that line also, like you no know, murder and then like gore and then there's like some sex rape and stuff like that yeah. inside. And then 
and the script was written that way, very graphic and very on face. I was very excited to do it. It feel like a breakthrough, right, for our system. But after the full cut came out, right, it was PG lah. Mm. Everything we shot was either mm. cut away or censored on the spot lah. So, mm. and then I was like, okay, I understand if this is for TV, right? But this is for streaming, which means you have to click in and watch, right? Yeah. And basically, why is there a difference between what you allow people to watch on Netflix and what you allow people to watch that is locally produced? Because they are on the same platform, right? It doesn't yeah. make sense. So we are running a race against these people, but our regulations are tying our legs yeah. while we yeah. are competing with these people from the outside. Yeah. So yeah. How, how is that going to work in the long run? I, I don't see a solution until we collectively sit down and say, you know, Mm. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna play this game. Let's. So we meaning with the, the whole industry, the industry la, or like the, industry. the authorities and and people that are doing the censorship and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think there is that part to it. So we definitely have the talent. That, that's one thing. So so maybe that actually is a good context to talk about something else that you have been dabbling in. Like you still mm. you still my transition la. Oh, that was. Ah, I wanted really to say you know talking about grinding. Talking about grinding. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, so what know, talking uh, about that grinding? What is the, do with the, the the okay? Anyway, carry on. How carry does on. grinding have you, to do you, with? You let him. He, yeah, he understands. You yes, understand. Yes, you understand. Yeah, yeah I was fucking proud of my own segue. Yeah, yeah. So normally, just the context. On I was our about podcast, to say that segue will be a bit rough, uh, but yeah, I can. I can. Hey, you never <laughs> even give me a chance. Though. You're fucking cornering me, very, and like every very, podcast, very typical mainstream. Kind hey, of don't give me shit, okay? I was going somewhere. I was going somewhere, and I totally forgot it already. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, basket you all. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, it's like? a good time to transition. You said it's a yes. good time to transition to. So, so you're saying that the issue is me introducing the segue, is it? Uh, no, I just said your segue not very. Hey, you want to get to the point, or you want to? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, every episode he's like, I give him room to segue or no? Then today yeah, yeah, yeah. there's one segue out to try this fucking shit on my segue. Because, uh, yeah, okay, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, your your new company, lah. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, I, I, how about yeah, okay. my, my segue was you yeah. know we were talking about grinding. Uh. Yeah. So you know we I think there's a reason why you're here and it's to talk about something else that you've been grinding at as well. Uh. Yeah. Literally it, both in the online world. Wow, that's that's and, that's, that's and, okay. So that, 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 I was that's shit. Okay. So my mine was you know we are talking about censorship and how the the artists are being censored um and not being able to to own their own content, own their own narrative. Oh, and something okay. that is allowing, that's putting the power back in the arms of the artists. You all never give chance. That was like, I went in for casting and immediately before I can yeah. even try, I cannot return off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I still prefer the cheesy grinding thing. Grinding, yeah, can, can. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you all, you all prefer, <laughs> la, you all both dads, I'm the only one without a kid. That joke, that joke. But anyway, yeah. So something that's putting the power back in the hands of artists is this term that everyone has heard of, NFTs. Yes. Right? Yeah. And your newest company is in that industry. Hmm. And right now, NFTs, you get one school of thought saying it's the saving grace, one school of thought saying it's the next scam. So hmm. so what was your journey into that that realm? Hmm. And and what does your company do? Because like yeah. uh it is still a very abstract kind of not say abstract, but it's a new kind of uh, Yeah, still term, very, very right? new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean to answer that question, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Uh. It mm, is okay. it is the the saving saving grace. I mean, it is a breakthrough technology for sure, hundred yeah. percent, no question. Yeah. But but is there scams? <laughs> a lot, a lot, And I'm every day I'm like, well, I'm very scared. I cannot scam myself. Yeah. Because yeah. they are very smart. They yeah. think nobody is. 
you have people that have been in the space for like a decade uh, yeah, uh, correct, and correct. been very successful and they get scammed. So mm. don't think you won't get scammed. It is possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I mean, my my company, I'll just, yeah. can I? I yeah, please, yeah, please, yeah, please, yeah, please, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, so my company is called um, Freedom Nation. Mm. Okay. okay, so I, I there's a couple of layers to unpack. So sure. so give me your ears for about yeah. 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. so the the um, the basic premise is that we, we see that this, there's going to be a transition between people spending time in the real life and people spending time in the metaverse, right? Mm. We are already seeing that now. So in the future, people are going to spend a lot more time in the metaverse than in the physical world. Yeah. That's what we see, okay? So uh, if so, if you are the first mover, early movers, early adopters of mm. the metaverse, you are going to get rewarded. Yeah. Right? You're going to get rewarded and we already see that and that's already happening at this point in time. So for people who see that, they have two problems, right? They either don't know how to be part of the metaverse mm. or they don't have the time and energy to to learn how to be part of the metaverse, how to be an early adopter. So sure. my company basically uh, is the the bridge. La. We want to be the bifrost of like the real world into the metaverse. La. The what? The what of? You know, like Thor and then like the rainbow oh, bridge. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We want to be that. La. That's our nerdy way of thinking about it. I hold yeah. my hand and I bring you into the metaverse. So that's that's what we, we want to do. Okay, so how do we do that, right? So we, we are going to create different instruments. So the first instrument we, we are choosing to use is basically a blockchain game. Mm. Okay, so to play this game, okay, this game is called Axie Infinity. There will be other games in the future, but this specific game is called Axie Infinity. So to play this Axie Infinity game, you need three NFTs. So NFT mm. is non-fungible tokens. Okay. Yeah. And these NFTs are basically, you can use it to play the game. So imagine there are three Pokemon, okay. like Pokemon-like okay. characters, and they all have four cards attached to them. You're sure. playing mm. like Magic the Gathering or like uh, no. Pokemon card yeah, yeah, game. I mean, I don't, I don't or, you know, know like Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, so they all have four cards. So you have a deck, basically, when you put the three uh, axes together, you have sure. a deck. So you play against the AI and you play against the other players. And when you win, you get rewarded in uh, SLP token, which is a cryptocurrency. And that cryptocurrency, you can trade out for cash. Mm. So basically, by playing a game, you can make money. Yeah. Mm. And, and you can actually make between three to 900 USD a month okay playing the game okay so this is the basic premise so the problem is a lot of players right there are a lot of players who cannot afford to pay buy that three nfts right because they have gotten quite expensive like when they first started they were like a couple like 30 20 each 30 each but now they are three of them will probably set you back about a thousand two right so okay. that's not everybody can can do that so what we do is that we get people who have money and then but no time to play the game to put the money uh, and we help them buy, choose the NFT, buy the NFT. And then we put those NFT in the hands of the players, mm. right? And the players play the game. And when yeah. they win the game, then we split. I see. We split the winning. Okay. Right. So in a way, everybody wins. Mm. So that is what we are, are doing. So the game, you mm. develop the game? No. The game is... Existing well, already. If I develop that game... <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's why I'm done, man. That's wow. like I think they are like four billion, forty billion valuation now, like wow. crazy. Like they have yeah, a big, yeah. they have two million active users a day. Already. They see, are very, I very see. big company now. Okay, um, still small compared to like like uh conventional traditional gaming, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. it's very big already. So yeah, so that's the game. But we are building on that, top of that. that. That's a game that you all were playing already. Yes, I mean, I started from a player. La. So I started, I was playing the game because I was oh. I was broke and stressed, right? So what you do when you're broke and stressed then you play game la, when you're stressed and then if the game can make you money, then all the better, yeah. la, right? So yeah, I yeah. Play, started playing the game and then I started to see like, oh, it actually makes a bit of financial sense. So I started to buy a bit more NFTs and I basically had my own uh, scholars. We call them scholars la, because we're giving them a scholarship to play. So I had my own scholars and then I started, then they started playing, playing, then like a month later, then when I'm 
giving them their SLPs. Then, then they were like, wow, thank you so much. I can go and... Um, the first one was telling me like, you bought medicine for the parents. Second one said, I repaired the roof. Finally repaired the roof. Mm. Yeah, and I was like... These are people in, in, in Taiwan? Or? No. So these are players in... Uh, right now, most of them are in Philippines and mm. Indonesia. I see, I see. Basically, there are people who... Okay, so a bit of context, right? You can make three to $900 USD a month, but you need to play about three to six hours a day. I see. Every mm. day. Got it, got it. Right? Mm. And, and the better you are, you get more rewards. Yeah, if yeah, you're not yeah. great, then your rewards are so-so. Yeah. So, so for them, like it's a lot of money because a lot of them unemployed because of COVID or mm. their, their national average wage is like much lower and yeah, then yeah. their currency is shit and then they actually get USD. So uh, very attractive to them. Yeah, yeah. Very attractive to them. So so that's why then when I got that feedback right, and I look at the numbers, I'm like, like what this this makes a lot of sense, right? But yeah. I'm not like super business savvy. La. So I, I've already created a system and everything because I'm managing like five scholars on my own, right? So I have a basic system out. So I took this whole thing and I brought to Adam. Mm. Adam is a serial entrepreneur. He has cause he has started up four companies before. Your brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah ah. Adam. So yeah, my brother. So um I, I I give it to him. I say, hey, this is interesting to me and I think it makes sense. Like, do you wanna like build try and build something out of this? And he looked at it and after a while he said like, yeah, you know, this is this is a great idea and this space he has always been curious and interested. Mm. So then we started scaling and then who knows, like four months later we are, we have 360 gamers now. Oh, yeah. gamers being so scholars. Scholars, uh. scholars. So, so that, that, that mechanic now. was already existing? Like people were doing it? That were yes. So, right. So um, this, this thing, okay, this is the main difference, right? So if you all played World of Warcraft before, mm. right? Mm -hmm. You know there is a external like buy go yeah, system yeah, yeah. that is technically illegal yeah. in the in the space right but yeah. people are doing it nonetheless right mm. so but if you do that like cs also there was a there was a website selling the skin and skin, then they, they closed yeah. it down right yep, because yep. but this time round the developers are supportive of it of, of this system they, they see it as a way to grow their their own game mm. so they actually create all the internal infrastructure that is needed to let this work right they actually created it inside their game mm. so that allowed us to do it very openly and we don't feel like, oh, if they catch us, they're going to close us down, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a very yes, legit yes. above the board thing and we have the support of the original game. So that's how we can build, build on top of it. Oh. Yeah. So that means essentially, yeah, like you're lowering the barriers of entry for people to start playing the game yes. and potentially earn yes. and you earn a commission of that. Yes. So these people are basically the, the first pioneer workers in the metaverse. They have a full-time job see, in the metaverse. Mm. So it's almost like it's almost like you are an investor in an esports team. Yes, no, that's right? exactly that was our concept. Like see, see. we, you come in and you sponsor the gamers, and when yep. the gamer wins, you, you win. get a card. So that means your business right now it it allows what for people to come in as investors yes. and for people to come in as gamers. Yes, uh, you link them. You link those two worlds up. Yes. Like, but are there other people doing the same business? There up are. Similar there businesses? are uh, many different. There are especially now. Like yeah. about three months ago, because it's very new. Three months ago, it was probably maybe like three, four. They call them guilds, lah. Like oh, gaming guilds, guilds yeah, right? Yeah. So now there's probably like quite a number, but everybody mm. has their own um, focus and the way they're doing it, right? So we are the only company that do it has this bridging system, like mm. where there is a sponsor and where there is a a, a a scholar, and then we link them together. Most of them, they basically get VC funding, yeah, and then they take the VC funding and then they just provide their scholars mm, and mm. whatever returns they take it and then they further develop the, their company. That's the usual format. But for us, because our end game is to bridge bridge people in, right? So mm. there is also this element of educating them. So when a sponsor comes in, right? 
we have we have quite a number of sponsors that are completely zero about crypto but mm. we will teach how to set up a wallet as in individual individuals oh. individuals so individuals we work with individuals as well as syndicates like uh, like big money whatever like different uh. so from yeah. the, the the small amount to the big amount we will teach them how to do it step by step how to set up their wallet how to do this mm-hmm. if they form, form, uh, bump into any problems they'll come back to us then we'll we'll guide them to the next step next step so we also give them give them their winnings and everything in in the, the currency, currency that was given yeah. to us uh. so we we will teach them how to do it but we, we won't spoon feed them like, we, won't, we don't want the whole process to be so automated that like, I, I, I can still don't know anything about Sure, the whole sure. space right yeah. so we want to basically teach them how to do it and people that come in are usually people that are interested to step into the space and how do they hear about your company uh right. so initially we started like friends and families mm. and then after we went to uh uh more people start hear from hear, heard about us so they, mm. they some people approach us and then as we scale bigger we started to have like bigger uh, like family officers mm. and uh, like funds mm. you know then they're like oh they are considering like going into this space and stuff see, so we, we started like then now because i'm doing this also so more, yeah. more public so because we still want to do a like to me i still want to do uh bring the the the, the day-to-day people in right so because as we go like as we scale bigger and bigger like one sponsor a 25k sponsorship and a 250k sponsorship like 250k sponsorship is a lot less work for us now mm-hmm. because yeah. it's one person right and this yeah. is 10 person i need to yep, answer yep. to but like if we take that out then we are not enab- enabling the smaller guys to come yeah. in so um, we're also con- constantly thinking like okay so what can we do to bring in the people with maybe a thousand dollars you know mm-hmm. like two thousand dollars or like a few hundred dollars even like how, how yeah. do we create the next instrument that can bridge them into into this space because it is it's just freaking tedious uh, because it's very early yeah because it's very early yeah so so right now it's just you and your brother or you already have a uh we have a i mean we have a team la, and uh-huh. then uh right now we are talking to a, a possible third co-founder mm. so uh we, me right now we are running a team of about nine nine about okay. nine and then uh in taiwan singapore philippines mm-hmm. and malaysia yeah i see yeah so oh. we okay so we also work in the metaverse we don't we have a physical office but we don't really use it very often we, everybody's online mm, everybody talks sure. online everybody like you do your own thing like you just show us your results like i'm not going to micromanage you yeah, yeah. Just, and then we come together every week different departments talk about their own things and get things done that's it that's oh. the way we work yeah so so do you feel a lot cooler now that you have a crypto startup like you walk around <laughs> with a bounce in your step not at all <laughs> no uh. no no at all i feel i feel very stupid uh. Mm. Because I, honestly speaking, when I go into this, I was like, "Hey, this looks funny. You want to try or no? Like maybe." But mm. as it grows, right? Because we are early, even in the guild level, we are early. Mm. Because now, after Facebook announced they are turning the metaverse, right? Before that, I was still thinking, "How oh, am I gonna explain this to people? Like, yeah, like impossible, yeah. But now it's much easier because people have a, a concept of what yeah, the metaverse yeah. is. But and that with that also came a lot of attention. So a lot of people a lot of higher level people are interested to come in and we already build a base. We already yep. build a system, we already build everything. So we are early and instead of building everything from the scratch again, they, a lot of people want to work with us because we have a, a fundamentals. Mm. So so that that also forces me to be in a very uncomfortable position of talking to like a lot of smarter and higher level people or more experienced people in this space. Mm. And and that's making me super uncomfortable. It makes me feel damn stupid. Like. I feel very, very, very stupid on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. Mm. Yeah. But but do you have any fears about the space? Because you know For right sure. now, yeah, For like sure. like what what sort of fears? Okay, so it's it's a risky it's a risky space, right? Yeah. So I mean, we have really chosen a game that is relatively low risk already, mm. much much lower risk because it's 
is already a big market cap. We've got good players, we've got a strong team. The investors are all solid. We've done our due diligence and everything. But even with all that in, in, in place, mm. it's crypto, right? Mm. Like, you really don't know because technology is moving so fast. What's going to yeah. happen next? Lah? For me, the bet is asymmetrical because like, I mean, the risk compared to the rewards, it's asymmetrical. Lah. It's, mm. I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a go. And people yeah. who see it, they see it and they understand this is an asymmetrical. So when sponsors come in, I always, always tell them, it's like, I'm trying to dissuade them. Like, mm. like, look, like, please, please, please come in with your eyes wide open because I don't want to be responsible. Even the friends and family around, yeah. I'm like, hey, don't ever do this because we are friends. Don't ever do mm. this. Please, like, I will give you all the resources you need. I'll spoon yeah. feed you as much as I can. But in the end, if you make this decision, uh, please come in because you want to do this. Because mm. if anything happens, right, I, I, I can't, I can't be held responsible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the company can't be held responsible. So, what, what, uh, the, but you are promising uh, so-called investors mm. the bigger returns than... Say, not, just, not investor sponsors. Oh, sponsors, sorry. Sponsors. Mm. Bigger returns than just putting money in the cryptocurrency itself or something. Right? Yes. So, uh, in a way, why is it attractive, right? It's because you, with the, the money that you are, we are you are sponsoring, sponsoring these gamers, yeah. right? You are actually holding the NFTs. Mm, so okay, because okay. You, you already own the NFTs, right? Yeah. So they are your NFTs, your NFT yeah, yeah. holder. And on top of the NFTs, these NFTs are making, well, every month yeah. they are making uh, SLP yeah, token for you, yeah, right? Yeah, no, so they are appreciating so. already. Yeah. yeah. So the NFTs are appreciating and on top of that appreciation, you get so a regular like, like cash flow, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A winnings. Yeah. So regular winnings on top of that. So it becomes mm. very, very attractive. And, yeah. and this game, is there's still so many runway for it to grow further mm. and further and further and just to be in it right that means you will be aware you will be you have the resources to to take the next step the next step because that's how it is mm. if you don't go in right you you will never get any rewards yeah, but yeah. once you go in right and you go to the next step the next step the next step the next step right that's the deeper you go in the the bigger the rewards mm. so for people that are not in right it's going to be very hard but once yeah. you're in and you, you you catch up then the next thing that happens is where the the rewards are the next mm. thing that happens is where the rewards are. So mm. it's about being early and being right like, in this space. Mm. Yeah. So 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 how long has it been? I mean, okay, what, what about like mm. working with your brother? Oh. Uh <laughs> I I mean you I I'm quite a fearless person, I feel. Uh, and if yeah. someone scares me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have the person in my life. Uh, and yeah, my yeah. brother is the exception. Uh, <laughs> <is it>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he gets very intense when he works. And uh, then like, sometimes like when he has a point and, and he wants to drive it through, uh, a bit scarier. Oh, <laughs> then I'll be like, <laughs> I want I want to like counter argument, but I'm like, uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> a bit I scared. Yeah, so, but I mean, it brought us a lot close. I mean, we are already close, but be working at this level, it's super close. I brought us super close. And it's great because I know he has my back. Mm. Yeah, and he knows I has I have his back. But it's been less than one year uh, since the company. Since, yeah, the company is four months old. Four months. Four months. My goodness, I know. And you have Crazy. nine people already. Yes, yes. Wow. Nine, this yeah. is growing fast, man. Damn, very fast, son. very fast. Yeah, and we are likely, we are on track to hit eight hundred to a thousand gamers by the end of the year. Oh wow. shit! I'm scaling like mad. That's why I say we are working 16, 18 hours a day now. Wow. Oh, so now most of your time is spent on that. On that, yeah. Yeah. I see. Whoa. And your role between you and your brother, how is it split? Okay, so my role is basically um, I'm the gamer. <laughs> uh. Okay, so basically I, I understand the game. I look at opportunities in the game. What, what are mm. the ways that we can create inst new instruments and stuff? So then like I did, like, I, find, I find an instrument, I create a, a raw system and I bring it over to my brother and he executes it. 
so that's that's why it's happening now we're having a third partner now because we are starting to talk to like the big boys in the table and then there's corporate structuring and there's all that there's mm. just like huh what are you talking about just no ball so we are looking at a third partner to 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 do that so I see. Wow. that means more of the operational side of things my brother is the operational side oh, okay. i am basically I, we always say like i'm the soul and the face then he's like the okay i'm the soul and the face he's like the brain and the body la, right, i guess i yeah. see do you do you get a lot of uh when, when you're telling people like reporters or all mm. this about about your new your wow. new journey do they look at you like huh what are you talking about <laughs> actually the the yes it's a difficult thing to explain la, but yeah. you'll also be surprised at how interested some mm. of them are mm. yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes i talk to like the more conservative like chinese papers yeah. and, and their their reporters are maybe like 50 years old 60 mm. years old but they seem very curious about this space mm. yeah so we have to like basically make it very simple and fundamental to explain to them but I think this whole concept of the metaverse and yeah. it's just if I think in our in our bones we we feel it's happening already and mm-hmm. we know it's going to happen already. So to, it's very they are very curious. But does about that it. concept scare you? Just now when you said uh, more people are going to spend time in the metaverse than real life. Yeah, I personally, I I don't feel anything about it. Mm. I mean, like it's going to happen, mm. right? It's like why why be scared of the TV? Why are we scared of the... I mean, it's going to happen. La. So it's a yeah. tool, la, you know. Like, like I say, like, like I cope. La. So I have a phone that doesn't have anything because mm, I'm, yeah. this is my coping mechanism. So the, the, the skill set of coping with this... Because it's not like nobody's stopping you to go out and play basketball. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no one's yeah. stopping you, right? But you you need to create your own system and create your own gut reels. But what are you all about you guys? Are you all, What do you all feel about this move into the metaverse? Uh, metaverse, I'm still getting to groups and understanding it like because i mean my introduction was facebook when facebook is has doesn't have the best rep yes <laughs> but but nfts and and then and, and yeah like the potential of, of of you know like building a business within uh, a game universe and everything mm. that that one is 100 uh, percent. we we know that there's a lot of potential for it um but but yeah like, I mean, i'm just trying to wrap my head around a lot of mm. the, the the metaverse are you worried are you worried that people are gonna it's going to be like extension of like Facebook and Instagram and people oh. are just going to get more and more detached. Yeah. Like the negative connotation because yeah. okay, the thing about Facebook is that it's a good and a bad thing. Like it's a good thing that people, more people know Probably, Metaverse yeah. but then now people's impression of Metaverse is directly linked to Facebook but a lot yeah. of companies have been working on the Metaverse but, yeah. way before that. So it's also a, it's also not a great thing. At yeah, all. yeah. Well, mm. my understanding is it was a land grab by Facebook like, to name themselves Meta 100%. to try and basically be the, be, be seen as the leader when actually they I mean, you watch the video; it's almost like a like a caricature of what the metaverse really is. Like, and then they yeah. were doing so all sorts of stupid things in the metaverse that, like, twenty years ago, people were talking about. Mm. So, yeah, like, I, I'm sure Facebook had its reasons for jumping to it now uh, at this specific moment. But uh, yeah, like, it, it really brought a lot of attention to it, like, which it, mm. I think is perfect for for you guys as well, like, right? That that people are actually it is. About uh, it. I mean, it helped us, like, So it's mm. a conflicted feeling towards them. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And then people say, and then my my her friend recently was just saying, why are we even worry about what Facebook is doing? TikTok is doing ten times things that are ten <gasps> times worse to to people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay la, If if we give look at it that way, yeah, maybe maybe uh, if if the metaverse turns out to be not as good as 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 we thought it should be, uh, as long as it doesn't become TikTok, that's not so bad yeah. As long as it doesn't become TikTok. I, I mean, mean behavior modification la, that's the, the scary it's going thing, to la. have that effect yeah. but sure, it will definitely have yeah. that effect what? but but the thing is TikTok is like uh, you know 
I was just listening to an example of Joe Rogan's podcast, Devious Licks. Mm. You know, the whole thing about yeah. trashing. It was about trashing your high school toilet. Yeah. Basically, this challenge on TikTok called Devious Licks. Oh, no. So people yeah. were just trashing the toilet, flushing shit down the toilet, and just as a part of a challenge. And who, who would, in somebody's mind in TikTok, would, maybe this, we should shut this down because it's not good for the community. Mm. But why, why, would, why would it be in TikTok's interest to do that? Like, you know? mm. Because they got no oversight. Right? Nobody cares about mm. how they think about things. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's a different discussion. Yeah. Like. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, the metaverse. I also see it totally happening. I am inherently scared of it. But at the same time, to me, it's the next wave of social media. I mean, the, the, the next wave, essentially. Like 20, 2010, 2009 was when we were first talking about YouTube, like Terrence and I. Mm. And that felt like a wave, a coming wave. Mm. Social media is a wave. People were like, what the fuck is this? and all. But you fast forward 10 years, our lives and social media is intertwined. And I think that's going to be the same with the metaverse. Hmm. Um, I'm still coming to terms with it and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and kind of not be as apprehensive because... Well, why are you so scared actually? No, because the thing is, I think like like I I, I think as I've gotten older, I really value the 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 face to face connection face to face relationships like this podcast like that la. yeah like this podcast you know like mm. we can do this remote right in yes. we can do this in the metaverse yes. but to me it will be a very different dynamic mm. and I haven't I haven't gotten used to that and that is where I'm a little like hmm I I really cherish this this face to face thing but if it's gonna turn into the metaverse they will it will it, it to me it's inevitable to me everyone's gonna be on it just like how social media is uh, by virtue of Maybe you don't even have a choice. Everything will be in the in the metaverse. Like. So it'll take me a time to get there. But when it comes to NFTs and, and crypto, I think I'm a lot more excited about it than I used to be because I do see the potential. Um, and I'm trying to consume as much content as possible, as much literature about it. <sighs> and it's never fucking ending. Yeah, like, never never ending. ending. Yeah. Never ending. But at the same time, I think I, I appreciate it when people like, like you who are in the space and other people that you listen to who also acknowledge that okay there's a lot of potential but there's a fuckload of scams mm. like the people who see this has only the saving grace it's gonna you know decentralize everything it's gonna be the future I'm like yo if everything's decentralized that doesn't sound like a good thing also you know yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I think in it, like like I'm also trying to wrap my head around it, but I am very excited about the space mm. and that's why listening to you just talk about it I'm like oh fuck that there's a, there's a momentum and like even for us when we joined YouTube it was already as the wave had was already there was a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. There were people before us who got on early, and yeah, like, they they benefited from that. So now with the crypto space, the NFT space, we're also kind of like thinking of ideas. Like, I, I, do we have time to like give you a brief like my personal understanding of what the metaverse is? Well, because yeah, it's still yeah. a very yeah, like, yeah, it's still yeah, it's still concept, right? Yeah. So I I yeah. I've given it some thought, and I think I can sort of simplify it in my own perspective, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Right now, we are already spending a lot of time in the digital world, right? Yeah. Like Facebook, like whatever, listen to Spotify, Zoom. So what was the difference between that and, and the metaverse, mm. right? Actually, the the, the, the the difference of metaverse, right, it's the appearance of two things. So, uh, which is, uh, the first thing is having internet money, mm. right? Because before this, we don't have any digital money. Mm. Everything is physical. Yep. So now that we have like cryptocurrencies, now we have money, right? Yeah. But with money, you need to buy things. 
right? So then we lack the next thing, which is a certificate of ownership, right? So what what makes you own your car or your house? Because mm. you have a deed, right? Or something mm. to prove. Like if someone mm. drives your car away, you're like, hey, I bought this car. This yeah. is my car. And yeah. like he's, he's a thief. La. So, but we don't have that on in, in, in the digital world, right? Mm. So if you buy something, how do I prove this is yours? Why don't I just take it away and there's no way to prove? So there's mm. no way to store value, right? Mm. So mm. now with NFTs, actually that's what NFT is. NFT is just a certificate of ownership mm. and it is done in a digital way. So you can code this digital, whatever you want to code behind that picture or whatever yeah, thing. Yeah. So it becomes like, so what you can code at the back is the technology, mm. right? So as it advances, right? It becomes the more things you can code into this digital contract, the more exciting and more changeable this whole technology is, which, which is why nobody knows how far the NFT technology can go. Mm. But with these two things now, right? That means you can, buy things, invest in things, uh, play games and work and do, just do absolutely everything. Mm. And once you can do that and if you, if you, and that will attract people to enter, right? Because if your job is inside here and then your friends are inside here when you're playing the game, yeah. where are you going to buy things? Are you going to buy a Lambo that you only drive once a week because mm. you spend all your time here or are you going to buy a digital Lambo that when people see it, they're like, wow, mm. wow, mm. nice, huh? Impressive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that is how uh, to me, that's why the shift is going to be there. I don't think there will be a disappearance of physical things because like, look at now, like digital, digital and everything, right? Then there's a resurgence of like people playing board games, mm. right? Because right. there is that physical touch. La. So mm. I feel it will take out less and less of the market, mm. but it will not disappear because yep. you will still need that and want that. Uh, and people that will need that and want that more or less, they will, they will gravitate towards whichever is more suitable for them. So to me, is another option. Are mm. there going to be people, entities that are going to try and abuse it? Mm, 100% la. <laughs> they're going to abuse it. La. Yeah. So it's up to us as usual to safeguard ourselves against like malicious actors. La. Mm. But to me, it's a good thing because we've got another option. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. So then wow. you, you, you've heard of the, just uh, one final question. You've heard of the simulation hypothesis. The matrix, matrix, the one, thing. yeah, where we are all living in a simulation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and for people who are not listening, it's it's fucking interesting. I think it was made popular a few years ago by Elon Musk. Like, it is a mm. question that has been asked a lot, but he made it popular. Is the belief that if you look at the rate of progress of virtual environments and and uh, artificial environments, we are progressing so fast that at a point comes a point in time where it will be in. You can't tell the difference between something that's VR versus something that's real. So the belief is that if 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 there are other intelligent civilizations out there a few thousand years uh, older than us, chances are they would have reached a point where they can create a reality that is almost like like uh, um, uh, the real the real world. Uh. And just like how we do with simulations for weather and all that, they, it would make sense for them to do a simulation for civilizations, and that we are one of those simulations. Yes. So what is we what could is be your, like two three layers in right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is your answer to that question? Uh? Do you, do you believe that we are more likely in a simulation or not in a simulation? Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because so what? Mm. If we can't get out of it, then then there's nothing to talk about, right? So mm. what, what we have is what we have. Like. I mean, to me, it's always like that. So mm. if you're happy, then who cares if it's a simulation, right? If yeah. it's very unhappy and you, you're like Neo and you feel like something's uh. wrong and you want to get to the bottom of it, then go for it. Like. And yeah. if you right. find it, then that's another thing you have to confront and deal with right but uh, if not then I, I don't want to spend time like, also you don't, don't uh, want to spend time torturing myself thinking yeah. about this question but I mean I, I think it's very attractive and it's very possible 
so, yeah, so, so just so just to to do just ask one thing. Just now mm. you were saying basically, uh, the the physical world is going to coexist with the metaverse, lah. Mm. So you're saying the the in between stuff like the, you know, augmented reality or mm. that that's going to sort of be a bit passe, is it? Uh, wow. I wish I could answer that question like a pro. No, because uh, what you said is quite interesting. It's yeah. true that uh, yeah, we all as we get older, we all, I want to play board games or that. Yeah. But at the same time, if I want, if I'm going to go into the metaverse myself, just go all the way lah. It, then it, half it half really day. sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It really depends on how the technology uh, um develops, right? So yeah. AR could be like one part before VR because we are mm. still uh pretty far away from VR being like even like really like us like okay yeah. actually we are much closer than we think because uh. I just recently saw a VR goggle and I see I saw Oculus yeah. not Oculus it's uh. like yeah, a boy. much advanced it's like I think oh. $8,000 for one set Shit. but uh. the, the visual quality it's insane you almost cannot tell the difference really Ooh. and like, I mean I was watching another YouTube video like basically reviewing and everything and it's like it's so real that when the person is and it's AR right so they have like a body and then he was touching the body and he felt phantom heat like he felt yeah. like he was touching something even oh, though it was not yeah, there because yeah. your mind is telling you it's real it's so, so when real. you touch it it's like oh it's a warm human body but it's actually yeah. an AR graphic wow. so we are not that far away we really mm. are not but I, I think that there's a space for both of them and it looks like from the trend that is happening now right we are moving away from our VR goggles being attached to like a CPU and everything. Mm. It's going to be like our phone right there, right? Yeah. Like mm. just put it on and then like suddenly yeah. you can, it's a better workspace because, yeah. and then it's all that. So I think it's going to be a process and mm. there will be applications for both AR and VR. Mm. I don't think it's, it's going to disappear. It'll be like iFly is to skydiving. La. Before you go skydiving, you go iFly. Mm. There will be AR la, before you go into the metaverse. Yeah. Here's kind of like some sort of primer kind of thing. Mm. Obviously, you never skydived before, right? Eh? Hey, dude, I've gone skydiving. <laughs> then you go I fly before that? No, never so I la. made the leap. La. I made the leap, but I can imagine oh, some I, people going I could for, smell him going to shit on you. You're yeah, going to finish your yeah, statement. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to shit on him back. La. I'm saying... Like there are probably people who maybe once they go for iFly, they realize, oh, that's the sensation. It makes skydiving uh, a little Easier more accessible. Like, yeah. La. yeah. Okay, okay. It's like drinking a bit of like like Jolly Shandy before you go full on and have vodka. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah could be, could be, could be. Oh, but I also feel AR. Into shit, uh. <laughs> not me. Yeah, not me. Yeah. Yeah. But you were, you were enjoying it. Uh. You were enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was. Yeah. I feel AR has its own application also, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it will be totally like uh, replace yeah. VR. I think it's just a different It's a thing. different kind of thing. Yeah, it's right? a it's completely a different, different kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. No, because for us, we were one of the first to do 360 video on YouTube ah, in wow. Singapore. Remember? Back when it required years. Yeah. We bought like six GoPros, bought the thing. And From, then, oh. yeah. then we brought it to Bali, shot something. Then we thought we were like so cool. And then like some YouTube conference, I was like, yeah, you know, everybody, 360 videos in the future and everything. And now I'm like, uh, nobody gives a shit. Wrong trend. <laughs> no, wrong I, trend, I think yeah. it's just early. I don't oh, think yeah, it's yeah. a wrong thing. And the quality wasn't it's just not good enough at this point. Just like, not yeah. yet. So sometimes yeah. it's it's very hard to the timing is just as important. Mm. Which is why yeah. in a way I chose blockchain gaming. Mm. Because like if I'm building my company fully on the fully crafted metaverse, right? Oh, maybe oh. it's like 20 years later, I, I don't know, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. But gaming as a gateway into yeah. the metaverse is gonna happen in the next Mm-hmm. one, two, three years for sure. Yeah, Every, yeah, yeah. People everybody's playing already and if yeah, there's any true. reason for you to move is that I can play my game and make money out of it. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's, it's so easy. Like I can't go back to playing normal games anymore now. It's yeah. very hard because I, like an hour in, I'm like, what am I doing with my time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's, really, no, there's no reason. Yeah, I don't own the, like if I play a game in the metaverse, right, on the blockchain gaming, right, and I, 
for example, I played Diablo la, blockchain yeah. version, and then I get a legendary sword, right? I can sell that sword there. It belongs mm. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I play in Diablo, like, oh, oh, I stop playing the game, then you no get, value anymore. You get a little trophy from PlayStation. You get a dopamine rush, like, <laughs> Mm. No more. But that I can, you know, if I grind 800 hours and I got a one out of 10 sword, right? I can sell you that can for sell like $80,000, maybe, you know? That's true. Wow. That makes the grind. That, that has, is a very good point. Has, that, that, good that, point. That, that feeling that you get after like 12 hours of gaming, that they're like, oh, I just wasted my life kind of yeah. He's trying to solve that problem. That's is the big problem. NFT gaming is going to solve that problem. Even yeah. I tell you directly, my wife's attitude has completely changed <laughs> with me oh, gaming. She always give me the, the passive-aggressive silent treatment when I'm gaming in the past. And she, uh. she will never admit to it, but you, and yeah, all, know, all the guys yeah, will know. Yeah, like, uh, okay, yeah. All the gamers will know. Like it, yeah. It's there for sure. Like hey, You're yeah. wasting your life. Why are you not taking, helping with now the chores? You're like, like, now she's like, hey, tired. I bring you tea. <laughs> Play some more, play some more, play some more. Work so hard, work so hard. Play some more, play some more. You completely changed that, you know. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, and sometimes I'm playing like real games, so I just don't let her know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's fantastic. Imagine, yeah, your job was giving. That is awesome. So where can can people go to find out more about like the stuff you're doing, your Mm. company, your films? Like where would be the best place Uh, to go? Okay, so for me, I guess Instagram. Yeah. Andy Chen, Mm. A-N-D-I-C-H-E-N. And then uh, if you're interested in my company, it's freedomnation.io. Mm. Yeah, so you can go to these two places, and if people are interested to play Axie Infinity, I mean, I'm not, I'm not affiliated with the company or anything, but it's it's a good place to start if you want to learn about blockchain gaming. Then go to their website, like Axie Infinity. Just Google Axie Infinity. Mm. You'll, you'll How do you pronounce it? Axie Infinity. A X I E. Oh, Infinity. Axie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And your your films? There's uh, Late Night, right? Late night right, and then uh, circle line fake keepers. Okay. Hopefully, mm. in the, hopefully awesome. by twenty twenty two we'll see everything out. Hopefully, this hopefully. Yeah. I, maybe by then he'll be making his own movies Yeah, yeah. investing. Yeah, in yeah his that's own what movies, I, really. I'm hoping <laughs> eventually I can get there. I'm yeah. thinking of how to fund films like decentralized. Yeah, mm. yeah. dude, dude. That, I'm then thinking about that. that. That's also on my mind. Like that, yeah. it yeah. feels like there's something. There is something there, there right? That can be done to help the space. Yeah. I yeah. feel so. Yeah. I feel so. Cool. But cool. But we always end with a. Our segment one shock thing. Yeah. And we've given Andy enough heads up already. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so but, but maybe we go first yeah. to, to, to make well, would yes, you, please. Would you like to do Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, honors. It's that time of the year again, Christmas. And I love I'm a sucker for like those Christmas movies. La. Those movies you only watch over Christmas. Love actually. They want a bit too romantic, but Home Alone. Home uh, Alone. Every Christmas, uh. like you know, if you watch Home Alone, you know, it's the idea of Oh, we should, I, I hate spending time with my family, blah, blah, blah. But actually, at the end of it, it's, oh, I, I miss my family. That feeling, mm. like, that's, that's what makes a Christmas movie, right? Mm. Uh, so now, apparently, uh, if you go to Disney+, Plus, there's a new Home Alone sequel. It's called mm. Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, obviously, it doesn't star the same kid, Macaulay Culkin, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the cute guy, kid who turned out very strange when he grew up. It, now, it's, there's this other uh, English kid. La, but uh, what's interesting is that... Um, I mean, I, I don't want to give too much away, but they, you know, the villains in the old Home Alone, they were just really bad people, la, just bad people who wanted to rob a house. Now, the new Home Alone, the villains got real backstory and there's a real reason why they're trying to break into the house and everything. Oh, wow. So, so it's maybe in this day and age where they're just trying to say that not all bad people are, are just bad people, you know. Right. Uh, give, give it a chance. But I'm Home so, Alone's bad people is like Joe Pesci. Like, you yeah, cannot, yeah, you cannot yeah, hate yeah, him. Yeah, you can't, he's funny, <laughs> like, so funny. But, but, but yeah, they, 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 I mean, uh, I would say, yeah, it's not, it's, it's a good, it's okay movie, la. it's not a terrible movie, but it's okay. But, uh, you know, if you're Friday night, 
nothing to do. You can just turn it on. Disney mm. Plus, Christmas mood, everything. Nice. Nice. Mm. The boxes checked. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, my one shot thing is a, something a little more somber. It is this excerpt from this recent interview that Andrew Garfield did on the uh, Stephen Kobe's oh, talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and shout out to my friend Faye who sent this to me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just him talking about his mother who passed away recently and how that has, how his, his involvement in, in his craft as an actor uh, in, this, in this play or movie called Tick, Tick, Boom about uh, mm. the guy who wrote Rent and died one day before the premiere on Broadway. The way he articulates like, um, his sentiments towards his mom, I think he said he hopes the grief stays with him because that's all the love he never got to show her or something. It's very poetic. He said, uh. he said yeah. grief is basically unexpressed love. Ah, grief is unexpressed oh. love. Yeah, after all he, the unexpressed love throughout your whole life that you will have wanted to give the person. Yeah, and it's not just wow. anything to do with like, like mothers per se. Anyone who... I think it's, it's a good watch for anyone. Like, he's very articulate, very... And like, oh. I, I can't say I've been a biggest fan of Andrew Garfield. I mean, for me, it's like, okay, he's, he's an actor, but then when I saw him, I was like, oh shit. Uh, in the vein of, you know how, like, he's just being very vulnerable. Wow. And I thought it's like, oh shit, you watch wow. it, you're like, oh, that's very, very poetic. Oh, very I'll poetic. Watch that. I'll yeah, watch yeah, yeah. I think, I think quite a lot of, it's being shared quite widely just because mm. it's, the way he articulated it was very touching. I mm. see. Yeah. Cool, man. Andy, Cheers, man. Andy. Cheers. over to you, yeah, man. Okay. So, one shock thing. Um, there's this series on uh, Netflix, mm. uh, animated series called Arcane. Have you all watched it? No. Ar what? Sorry. Arcane. Arc oh, I see this. League of Legends. Oh, okay. Ah. Right, so basically, it's a it's a League of Legends yeah, 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 franchise. Yeah. yeah. I think it is the. I don't know if I'm going to oversell it, but I think it is the best animation of our generation. <sighs> Whoa! Really? I feel so. I feel. You so. don't know compared to Japanese anime everything. Also. Everything. Oh, I feel really? like okay. Don't 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 wow. go in with this expectation because maybe my taste is okay, very okay. different from anyone else. But it really feels that way. The mm. story is freaking impeccable. The choice of the artistry is almost like on a frame to frame basis. Like wow. every frame, you just go like, really. What? And then yeah, it's just like I cannot find a flaw, okay. and I cannot find another another animation that is I can compare to it. It's just, yeah. it's just on its own, on a leg of its own. Oh, yeah. arcane. <laughs> arcane. As in, you finished the whole series already. I mean, no, it's nine, it's nine episodes. Yeah. Wow. So it is, it is, yeah, it, it is something. I think it's worth a watch for sure. I always see on sure. the trending on the trending list. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, but League of Legend. Then yeah, like, yeah. Maybe yeah, like, I, like, I don't do like animated shows a lot more lah. Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of more very solid story animation uh, yeah. nowadays which is very attractive like, I also used to don't watch animation yeah. anymore, right? and, and now, just the environments they can create the characters it's yeah. all like a. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, I cannot think of it like when you watch an animation it's like wow if it's a live action yeah. right? but yeah. for this animation it's like the live action can't be better can't than know. this animation that's how I felt so it, it chose oh. the right medium like okay. this is the right medium for this story I felt mm. yeah both okay, a watch, both a watch. Yeah. I'm gonna try it this weekend. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, okay, cool. I nice. think we've been talking for a good long? two hours. Yeah, two hours, no yeah. bro. Wow, I two think we hours. Yeah, and I was like, one and a half hours. Wow, a bit long. Uh. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we thanks for having faith in us. Uh. The dad, <laughs> the actor, the Taiwan. entrepreneur, Taiwan. Uh, NFTs, NFTs. Wow, wow, wow. wow. check everything. Master man. none. <laughs> That's what but, you say now, la, but that's not what people think, la, bro. No, la, no, la. And, yeah. the, and the line is the actual line was uh, master, Jack of all trades, master of none, better than uh, master of one. 
I think. Oh really? Is that the full? That's the original oh, wow. line. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Uh, what a what a way to end. Uh. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. Thank you guys. Thanks so much for coming on board, man. No, thank, thank you. you thank for you. Actually, to to end, I should just shamelessly help people. I'm actually the one that forced myself on the show. Uh, you guys didn't invite me. I was like, hey, Terence, uh, hey, <laughs> no, no, can, no. can I come on your show? No, please. No, I mean, <laughs> to clarify, he he has been overseas. We even wanted him to to act in one of our TV. Uh, uh, yeah, Andy. Made. But he was like, oh, you know, I'm too busy for this. Hey, what now? He was just the, the timing just didn't work out, but we really wanted him to, to do it. But okay, la, the second best thing is on the podcast, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So sweet. Yeah. All right, All right, man. Thank right, you guys. Thanks thank you, thank so, you much. so much. And thank thanks you. for listening. Appreciate it. All right. It.